In 2021, Talk About It Outdoors partnered with an industry-leading brand that has stamped its name on the outdoor industry. Cruiser Saddles in itself stands on perfection, and with every climb we make, we elevate ourselves above the rest. In addition to a support to our hunting journey, the men and women behind Cruiser believe in the same principles of life as us. Faith, family, and the blessings of being better as they go in every sit. If your desire to pursue your passions one step ahead of the rest, go ahead and get in the best. Check them out on all the socials or head over to their website at www.cruiser.com. That's C-R-U-Z-R.com. And tell them to talk about it outdoors, boys, and Chasing Weekends sent you their way. The journey of life has a unique way of being able to create tried and true friendships as we go. In forming those relationships, oftentimes good things come to follow. Talk About It Outdoors is proudly supported by Cal Hardy of Arrowhead Land Company. Cal is the leading broker over Georgia and is happy to assist you with finding the place where you can call home. With vast knowledge and an understanding of the ever-evolving real estate market and a unique old-school approach to everything he does, he exemplifies what it means to treat others like you'd want to be treated. Don't settle for being just another number in a phone. Choose Cal Hardy for all your land, home, and commercial real estate needs and become a part of his family. We sure are blessed to have him as a part of ours. Find him on Facebook, Instagram, or give him a call at 770-296-2163. Step back to the times when a feed store was more than just that, and the people inside smiled with friendly faces and provided a place for a talk on life, as well as all your essential farm, livestock, and pet needs. Cherokee Feed the Seed located in Ball Ground, Georgia, with an additional location in Gainesville, are the hometown supplier of all your cattle, equine, and pet needs, with the added addition of being able to keep your deer herd healthy with protein and minerals. They also carry an assortment of hunting blinds and gear, and you can rest easy knowing the people that support local ball clubs and children's sports are who your hard-earned money is going to. The people here greet you with a handshake and a smile, and Cherokee Feed and Seed give more than just a product. They give you a welcome that'll make you return time and time again. Stop in next time you're in the area and tell them you're part of the Talk About It Outdoors family. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. 
Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. You ready, Nick? Let's do it. All right, everybody, talk about it outdoors coming to you from the Cruiser Saddle Studio once again. Nicholas Wilson, Alex DeBoard, we got a special guest in the house tonight. I can promise you, there's probably going to be some stories told that y'all never heard before. Y'all better pull up a chair and set a while. This is going to be a good one. I couldn't even get too much out right there because I'm excited for this one. When you told me this was coming up, I was like, hey, this is going to be a good time tonight. <laughs> so without further ado, uh, gentlemen, I've well, I've been fortunate enough to know him my whole life. Uh, we spent many a time camping and fishing and him raising cane at us for uh, for causing trouble at his house for all them years. He's uh, one of my lifelong friends' uh, father. He's uh, been a friend of my dad's, friend of our families for a long time, so Biff McGee, welcome to Talk About It Outdoors. Uh, thanks for having me. Are you, uh, was you nervous? Was you excited when we told you to come over and get on with us? I, I just told Nick, I said, I don't have, well, I'll do it that. But he said, oh, Alex will talk enough. You won't, you won't have to worry about too much. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, we definitely can, uh, we can bring out the best and the worst in people at times, it yeah. seems like. So we, uh, we wanted to have you over and talk, you know, everything that's, uh, well, that's went on the last few years. We want to talk hunting. We want to talk traditions. We want to talk a little bit of everything today, and I think that's something that is going to, well, it's going to be a good night, I feel like. It'll be good. So, right out of the gate, I got to tell this story, because I, I got to, because I just thought about it. So Hang on before you go too far. Tell everybody who Biff is, and let Biff introduce himself fully. Okay, well, I yeah, get excited. I'm, get, too, I'm getting a little excited. Get I'm getting a little pumped up here. Well, <laughs> so Biff McGee is from Clayton uh, Community. He was, uh, well... I'm going to let him tell where he's born and raised at and everything, but he's got four children that I was fortunate enough to grow up with. He's got Ashley, he's got Nicholas, he's got Katie, and he's got Marcus. And I'll let him talk about his grandkids in a bit, but he's married to Teresa. He's lived right over there on the backside of a little pond forever. We used to catch all kinds of fish in there. And he lived down the road from my grandparents, and he grew up with my parents. They were friends and stuff growing up and hung out and everything. So he's been a part of my life, my whole life. I mean, as far back as I can remember, Ashley and I were friends, and we played ball together, and we traveled around together and done all kinds of fun stuff. And he's he's always been somebody that, well, when me and him got together, we always had fun. We've had we've had some good ones over the years. So, Biff, and I, tell and, and it. And, and I probably haven't known Biff, but maybe two years. I met you at the campground, and then – after the campground, we'd come to the yeah. fish fry at your house yeah. and hung out, and then I, I got to knowing you from there and played a little bit of golf here and there with you. So, um, yeah, continue on. I just want everybody to kind of know that that you yeah. you've known him for a lifelong. And oh yeah, well we've had we've had some 
We've had some awful fun times over the years. Probably a few of these stories we won't tell on here, but if we don't want to know the right record of that. Get into one of them. <laughs> the right, statu- here, right off the bat. The statues of limitations might be uh, might be passed. I got to hear them, this. Though. Which one? I don't know. The statue of limitations. <laughs> I want to know where that big, long scratch come from on the side of my F- F-150 that uh, actually come in and. When was that? I don't even remember that yeah, one. It been somewhere, a football game or something, and come in, and, and then the whole side of my truck had a big line down the side of it. See, I don't even remember that one. I don't one. know if you was a part of that or not. I must have missed that one. That must uh, not have uh, been uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleading the fifth on that one for sure. No, the story that – well, I want you to tell a little bit about where you grew up and where you're from so people that may not know you that listen to the show, they can they can know where you're from and everything. We grew up in uh, – grew up in Keysburg, which uh, – Granny and Papa, they had 30 acres. We lived at the end of the road. Uh, I remember getting up nine, eight, nine years old. I mean, I would, I would squirrel hunted a lot when I was a kid. And that was the thing I wanted to do on Saturday morning was get up and head across the pasture down through the woods and kill me two or three squirrels. And me and Papa would go out to the back. We'd skin them. He'd get that old-timer old out. It was it was uh, sharpened so much there wasn't much blade left. <laughs> but uh, Granny, she'd fry it up, and we'd have gravy and biscuits and squirrels so. up. We grew up uh, Keysburg. We moved to Clayton when I was 10, 10 or 12, 12, 1980 I was 12. So we moved up there in 1980. been on the same street since 1980. Parents bought across the road and then and Teresa built a house across the road from them. And then we sold that one, bought the one next door because it had a pool in the lake and it kept the kids from wanting to go when y'all was, uh, when y'all was growing up. <laughs> so <laughs> we we was the house that everybody came to after school. That's right. Poor old Stephen Embriano, he still brings it up. He'd eat cereal. We do. <laughs> he'd come in, he'd drink a gallon of milk, and he'd eat a box of cereal every day. Seemed like. <laughs> Spilled nearly half of it while he was making it. <laughs> we, uh, I said, y'all going to have to quit coming. We can't afford to feed him. <laughs> I bet you can't afford to feed him. But for, then, for a lot of people listening, it's not from around this area. Clayton, where he's talking about, is right here just in Canton, Cherokee County, where we're from. So it's just little communities, communities that we have. Yeah, Keysburg's a subsidy of Canton. And then I guess you'd really call, we always call Clayton a border state because it was halfway between Wallace and Ball Ground. So it was like, it was like the, the common ground there. Yeah. Stephen, he come over. He was working on a dryer, and we I was cooking. I was cooking uh, squash, fried squash, okra, cube steak, potatoes. And I told him, I said, now, take your plate. Take you and your wife a plate when you leave. He said, yeah, I'll do that. And I seen him later. I said, take your wife that food? He said, no, I had that date before I got home. <laughs> he didn't even take her any of that food. Well, yeah, I'm surprised there's any left if you let him fix his own plate. He's always been not bashful about filling a plate no, slap he, full. He took it, but anyway, that was that was pretty funny. So, Well, I can I can remember one, you know, there's been, gosh, there's so many memories that we've had of playing ball and stuff back when, you know, we was kids, we'd always go playing ball and everything, but one weekend, me and Brandon and Biff and I believe Nicholas went and Marcus. I think it was, Mar- I think it was Marcus. Was, oh yeah, it was Marcus. Nicholas Nick didn't went. go. We went down to look at y'all's hunting club. Yeah. We was gonna get right. in it with yeah. you, and I've still got over in that box the sheds that I found down there yeah, in that food plot. That's there. right. You it was in the mud. I still yeah. got it. It's right over there. Yeah. But we was going down there and. and uh Remember, Brandon got pulled over for the tent. He got tent. pulled over coming home in Peachtree City. Yeah, yeah they yeah. got him for uh, too dark a tent. Yeah, Who's too Brandon? dark. Brandon Poole. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. We went down there, and we, 
we hung out and we stayed. We went over and looked at the hunting club, and then we went over to your brother's and stayed at We the, stayed over there and fished a little bit and stayed at Jerry's cabin. But we had that guy with me, and y'all left me hanging back there with him. I, <laughs> I thought they done went and left me. Now here I have. I got to walk back. I couldn't find them. They done, they done checked out because that guy, he was wanting to look at everything, I, and he wound up not getting in the club. But uh, probably a good thing he did. Yeah, he was a little he bit aggravating. He probably wouldn't have been a good fit for that. But, now, uh, is this the same club you guys same still? Same club. I've been going down there since I was 15 years old. Really? Yeah, first time I ever went down there, I remember uh, Thanksgiving. Mama didn't much want me to go, but I went with my older brother, Jerry, and Sammy Collis, and we drove a little yellow Ford Carrier. All three of us packed in there. <laughs> I don't know how you fit in one of them things now, but <laughs> it was a, a four-speed, but he'd drive that. He had his uh, he had street tires when he was running around here. He did floors after he got off work from the gas company, and he put his knobbies on when he go to the hunting club. He had tires he put on. <laughs> Imagine riding that so, far in that. When we first went down there, we all stayed in the uh, his old club cabin there on the or old house cabin. We all slept in there on the floor. I don't know how we did it, but uh, anyway, we got down there and uh, next morning I hadn't really hunted much. I mean, I did a little bit, but Daddy just never did take us much. I mean, he would, but he didn't. He just said something he didn't do. So we went down there and and we. Uh, we went in that next morning. We were sitting on the side of a pretty steep bank overlooking a creek. Well, Jerry done went to sleep. He's snoring. Well, here come this little seven-pointer. I ain't never killed a buck. He's coming up through the creek, and I'm, I got the gun on him. And the next thing I know, he's, he's tapping the gun down. I had to put it down. And then he shot at it and missed it. But it, oh, God. It wound, up running over, it wound up running over and stopping, and he got it. But that was uh, – that was one of the – I'm still hunting in the same area down there that when we go down there now. But no it was uh, – that was funny. He was he was snoring and he just happened to wake up. By the time it got in front of us, I was facing to wake him up. <laughs> he uh, he pushed, put that down, and then he missed it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't too far from us. Now, how many brothers it. do you got? I have I have five brothers and three sisters. Oh wow, there's a pile of them. Now, this club that you guys are in, and we'll jump around here a little bit, but that club you guys are in, from the pictures I've seen, I've never been down there. Is beautiful on that river oh yeah and if, we got three miles of uh, flint river river frontage and if anybody wants to see some of this just go to coolest dad 24 oh yeah you'll see and, some and scroll it, yeah. on tiktok and scroll down through some of those videos and you'll see yeah, their you'll hunting see camp some of it. yeah it's uh you use it year round it's a nice place a lot of people float it in the in the summer and we'll there's a little place where the river turns a corner and we'll sit down there in the water we call it the beach but we'll sit down there and watch people turn over in the chute and pick up their kayak and get their stuff out of water when it's uh when they dump their canoes or kayaks when they dump it all out so you know i, I when i think of flint river and stuff like that i think of like swamp and i, I guess it's because we're from the mountains but it's not yeah, is it? but it's not no it's uh one part of it right one part of it is a little swampy but it's not like what you think yeah there's a lot of a lot of hills and stuff down there so but i've been hunting that same area for since i was a kid killed my first deer in there uh that was on i guess saturday that was probably friday morning we went in there and then saturday morning we went in he put me in a stand and uh, I thought he – I didn't know how far he went. He said, I'm going to go out here. I didn't know how he got. He said, if you get one, yell at me. So, I mean, he tell me to yell. I'm going to yell. <laughs> I think everybody heard me on the backside, too. It was all giving me a hard time. But uh, I killed my first deer out of that stand. And it, it was still standing probably f- about four or five years ago. I don't know if you've seen my post where I posted a picture of it and then put up my new stand out with the old and in with the new. Yeah, I remember seeing that, that post. Was, uh, and what year was that you killed that deer? Uh, the my first one, yeah, it was been eighty in nineteen eighty, eighty eighty one somewhere in there. And there it there ain't me. much change down there in that area as no. far as y'all's y'all's little club there, except for Not y'all added the cabins a, and everything. Well, we had a fire down there. It took out the main cabin. Uh, 
uh, had a guy had a fire and the heater in there and it wound up burning that and burnt four or five places. So we had a lot to clean up. I remember when but that we got fire to build hit. back uh, what we needed to build back. We built back. So is that is that but, yeah. a timber company or is that fam- uh, it's uh, private owned? Private owned. Yeah, that's why you're able to keep it probably for yeah. so long. Yeah, for so long. He's uh, the old man was a lot nicer than the, the guy's got it now. He's he's kind of you either pay it or you 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 pick up and leave, and we can't replace what we got. So is it tim- do they timber manage it also? He tries to. He's having a hard time. People don't want to haul it out of there. It's too far back. To get it out, it, they can't make any money because they uh, can't get it quick. It's probably two miles, two three miles to the main road. Once they they oh, get well. in there, and they just can't get it out. So I got you. We got areas that are not finished yet that they still need to cut, but it ain't done nothing but help it. I mean, what they've cut just made it better. So one thing about it is, ain't no cell phone signal down there. Is no, you it? don't have none on the. You don't have none on the, right on the river, but you can get out and you can get it when you get top of the hill, but you don't get much. If, Get up our to line. Or you can just leave it and blame it on it when your wife's trying to get a hold of you and say, well, I have no cell service. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Teresa. He just give his secret away. <laughs> oh, uh, she good. likes to go some, too. She's been with me a couple times. Yeah. She killed her first deer down there. It's been a couple years ago. I finally got her to go, and there's a little doe come out down there, and I had the video up. and I didn't I didn't bother to tell her she needed to hang on to that gun when she shot it. It <laughs> Popped her in the nose and it didn't cut her eye, but she she uh, she wasn't too happy when we <laughs> and y'all and y'all took some y'all took some good bucks down there. Took some pretty good bucks. Yeah, I killed that one. Uh, I think it was eighteen or nineteen. I killed that uh, big nine. Had a brow times broke off, but Nicholas had missed him on Monday. He'd been down there all week, and uh, he missed that same deer on Monday. And a couple of other people missed it too. Mm-hmm. But I was uh, fortunate enough on Saturday afternoon to get it. it uh, I got in there about four thirty and uh, seen this little doe run across, and here come this little old spike come up out of there, and his hair was bristled up. I said, "Well, there's something coming, but it ain't gonna be nothing when he gets out here." But he was he was mad, and and that one stepped out, and it's pretty good. I think it scored one forty five. So that's the biggest deer you've ever biggest the biggest deer I ever killed. But I shot it, I shot it, and got down there, couldn't find no blood, and I was sick. But I didn't walk about thirty yards in the woods, and there he was. So yeah, it was. <laughs> now, uh, now this club also is kind of famous for a couple of years ago there was a rattlesnake roundup. Yeah, that's and, that was when we first built that cabin. That's probably twenty nineteen. We had that uh we had some lumber, Nicholas where he was working out, he got us a load of lumber and we had it piled up there and they was down there cleaning up and they was most of them was out on the property and one guy there he was gonna kinda straighten that pile of lumber up and he flipped it over and seen that seen a couple of small rattlesnakes and then all said and done, there's 47 babies and four mamas underneath that pile. If we hadn't went down there when we did, they'd been all, all in, all in our places. Yeah, probably. and so, Gon done a whole report on that. Yeah, right? Gon did. Yeah. He did. Now, now I think I talked to Tommy about that at a yeah. golf thing one time. Didn't uh-huh. didn't yeah. he get a lot of hate? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people didn't like it because we killed him. Yeah, yeah. He he had his shotgun out. He was <laughs> he was trying to kill what he could. Well, that's right where our water line runs is where he was at. Well, he shot one of them and up come the water. He busted the water line. So we had to, <laughs> I wouldn't care. So, no, we had to fix all that. But there was forty seven babies in all those big ones. Uh, wow. Biggest one was probably about four, 45, 48 inches long, I guess. But they were all just they were laying under the bottom. We had pallets down, and then the little ones was mangled in between all the lumber. <laughs> 12 gauge shells just saying them big ones was under the bottom but you know we ain't seen many down there this year really yeah. Took but, but y'all but y'all had issues with them in the past yeah though? we've seen them and last year me and uh ty bishop was coming out we didn't have a pistol with us 
we're coming out and we see one in the road uh we get nearly back to what we call cedar gate and there's one in the road and i called junior now i said we don't have a gun bring us a gun over and junior's like well don't let it go nowhere i said oh yeah i got him <laughs> i'll hang on to you till you get over here <laughs> he's not going anywhere <laughs> but anyway he wound up going off and uh got off and i could hear him rattling out in the top i wasn't going in there behind him i wasn't either <laughs> no it was uh yeah he said don't let him go anywhere yeah okay we're gonna hold him right here <laughs> then junior's your younger brother your right brother yeah yeah. Probably that probably the uh the the most well known of all of you. Yeah, he probably is with the TikTok and all they've got they've he got quite a following uh, him in the He hated social media. Oh yeah, Jerry got him into <laughs> For a that, long didn't time, he? Jerry Haynes got him into that. So yeah. Uh, that, they don't they don't do as much as they used to, but they still make some. That fart spray video is like oh, yeah, viral. That, oh, that thing went crazy. It went crazy. Seven. That one and the uh the first one went viral probably was that pop up koozie. That, the, uh, uh, the black push pop well that one that they uh they jump out of the back of the truck bed and he scares him yeah he's going you're going fishing and then he got and then he jumped out of the trash can on him one time too. he was down in the in the trash can jerry's taking the trash out so uh, they made a pretty good one this weekend about how much uh i think junior finally come up with that uh uh, deer meat was a thousand two hundred ninety eight dollars and fifty cents a pound. After you figure all the all, <laughs> all the, their feed, all the feed and the gas and the, everything else, you got to buy to go down there, which is probably about right. Yeah, you're right. But it, but you can't replace that. You know, we wouldn't trade it for nothing. Yeah, we got a pretty good place down there now. But, yeah. Uh, do you think that'll be somewhere that that y'all are able to keep for for several more years, or does yeah, they just keep we, going up higher and higher and higher? He higher keeps on it? going up. He's going up one and a half percent every year, but he's he's the type that could come in there. This year, when time to resign it and say y'all got to go, he's just how he is. He's just wow. not very. It's not easy to deal with. I wish we wish he'd sign us a five year lease, but he wants he to just go year, year to year. Go to year to year, and he he goes up and he said, "Well, you either pay it or go." He don't care whether he's got money. So, I, I, his house is moving in there on down that way. Not, any, not not really, not too close. So we maybe, got maybe there's no threat of it. We got twelve hundred, a little over twelve hundred acres, and the guy he's got two thousand across the river, so he's not. Uh, He's not worried about money. He right. lives in Marietta somewhere. Okay. But he'll I, come down That's what a lot of the money. clubs that have been in, in families for a long time. I mean, did, well, just right here at home. Yeah. I mean, Big Ten, we was in right. it for since the early 90s, and then Sam died, and it yeah. was the end of that. Right. You know, they were just yeah. like, well, we're going to sell it now. Sell so. it now, yeah. And yeah, I, we uh, we do all right down there. He's uh, Hopefully, he'll keep letting us have it because, like I say, we can't replace it for what we got. Now, that's you're the, only a deer hunter, aren't you? Yeah, I don't, don't uh, I went turkey hunting with Joel and him this uh, was this spring. We walked quite a bit, uh, which I didn't think I'd be able to, but it was. We walked. Uh, I ain't Nicholas. He run off and leave me, but you know, I told Joel. I said I can't walk fast, Joel. I said I got, we got to go slow because <laughs> of what I got going on. But it's uh, it's uh, Joel. He take his time. And that morning we went in with Nicholas. We went in. We went in. Nicholas. He's booking it. And me and Joel. We kind of dragging behind, or I'm dragging behind. Joel's just hanging with me. We get up there and we're messing around. We're talking and we sit down. Uh, I mean, we made a little bit of noise when we we're getting set up. And then we sat down and we hadn't been sat down about ten minutes. One went to goblin. We sat down right under him. He wasn't twenty yards from us. And in a, in a uh, Joel said, "I see him. He's, he's right there. He was right there in front of us." So, but when he come down, he went the other way. Yeah. But it was uh, it was exciting. He was goblin. We had one goblin off to the left of us, and then that one was right in front of us. We sat up right on him. I don't know how he didn't fly down. We got in there, but. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't daylight yet, but it was it was exciting anyway. 
Well, there's so let's let's talk about and you and I had kind of made mention of this. Take us through because you you've got three boys and a girl. Two of you boys, they love hunting. That's all they live yeah, for. You, you, of course, Katie, she never really got into it. But actually, he never really got into it to hunting as we got he older. Hun- he hunted a little bit. We hunted in uh, we was in Washington County for a little while, and we went down for a work day down there. And pretty sure he went with us. Him and it might have been him and Nicholas. I can't remember. But we went down there, and then we got in one in Greene County, uh, we, and that's where Ashley. I'm pretty sure that's where he killed his first deer. Uh, was in Greene County, but he just uh, he didn't really. I ain't gonna say he didn't like it, but he just uh, when he went in the military, he kind of he just uh, kind of faded away with faded it. Faded away with yeah, it. And, yeah, and and that's kind of yeah, was it? Uh, was, and he probably get back into when he comes because if he comes and it's uh, him, Marcus might go over Mama's or somewhere over there and right and try to kill one, but he's just not into it like uh, Nicholas and Marcus is. Well, so for anybody that, that doesn't know, actually, he's been in the military what sixteen years now. Sixteen, yeah, like four years he retired. So, oh, wow. and he's a he's a a, a pretty high ranking. Uh, yeah, uh, he's uh, he's team leader now. So he's uh, done a, he's, he's done like an amazing a, career out he's of like it. an E eight. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing very very well. At it, <laughs> Never so. would have imagined when we was growing no, up he'd ever done that. There's no telling what he's seen, what he's had to do. So. No, no, and but he don't talk about it when he comes home, and he's got a good wife, and she works from home, and. Uh, they 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 manage. She manages a lot while he's gone. You know when the we we never we I, we were growing up and I mean we was from I mean really from birth. I mean we was around yeah. each other and he was just and Dad always said he'd say I never would have dreamed that Ashley didn't want to get dirty when we'd go camping and stuff. Right. He'd want to do this and he's he's turned into one that's went into the dirtier the, the dirtiest right, yeah, now. Uh, I mean he's seen stuff like you said that some, we couldn't imagine. Yeah, he's been through some things and probably eat some stuff we wouldn't eat either. Oh, I, mean. I don't I'll never forget he told me about eating some kind of lamb-like guts or something. He was over in he wherever be. he was at, and he told me about it. He said, he said I'd starve to death before I had to eat well, that, that again. He said that it made me sick. survival training was like two weeks. I mean, they drop them out with nothing. They drop them out with nothing, and they got to survive for, I think it was two weeks. Yeah. I mean, they watch them. They had vests on and stuff where they could watch them with a lot of that stuff. Like, <laughs> he don't talk about it a lot, and we don't ask a lot about it, you know. So when so when when all them were growing up and two of them wanted to hunt and and this is a question for the listeners too but like did you ever feel like that you had a you feel like you was ever pushing it on Ashley or trying to get Katie into it or anything like that No, I never pushed them. I mean, we went we went when we could, but as they was growing up, they come a time through there where I just to be honest with you, we didn't have the money, we didn't have it to go, and I wasn't in the club. I didn't get in the club. I couldn't afford to get in the club, so we'd go when we could, but uh, we'd go down as a guest where we're at now where we're members me and nicholas members now but we go down there as, as guests and nicholas he was the he was the camp uh bartender if you will <laughs> he, he uh he liked to drink them dr peppers and he he drank a bunch of dr pepper one guy said i'm going to store y'all need anything nicks i need dr peppers <laughs> and uh, i said he don't need no dr peppers <laughs> he didn't drink about 12 i think but he brought him back another 12 pack of dr peppers <laughs> And then they'd pay him to go get the. We'd play cards in the clubhouse there. They'd be probably fourteen, fifteen people sitting in there playing poker. But uh, he would he'd run and get stuff, and they'd give him money. And so, yeah, so he give him a tip, a bartender <laughs> yeah, tip, <yeah>, bartender tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had. Uh, we went down there quite a bit. We didn't. Uh, we we went with Junior one time. We drove that little Ford Escort down there. He'd drive it in the woods. He didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> the roads wasn't too bad, but he'd drive it on out there in the woods. Now let's he talk didn't. about you, your other brother, old Jerry. He's he's quite the probably 
the the fisherman of the family. Yeah, he loves to fish, and then he's he hunts a lot too. I mean, he's getting older. He's what seventy years old now, so probably he's always hunted uh, all of his life. He'd go. So he got a good wife too. She put up with a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know he. My whole life, he was the guy that 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 caught the biggest bass around, had the biggest ones on the wall, and yeah. things like that. And yeah, he got that lot over there at Lake Arrowhead years ago. He bought it from uh, Jerry Warren at mm-hmm. right Otasco. He bought a non-buildable lot. They probably build on it now with the way they've come along now, but he didn't give much for it, but he keeps it just for the, to be able to get in Lake Arrowhead. That's what we've got. I yeah, mean, I ain't been over there. I've tried, I've tried, all he ever told me, he said, if you find the Barbie Jeep, you found the spot. Then I'd scan around <laughs> over there trying to find a Jeep on my graph, that Joker. I'd try to find it and he never would, but he told me, I'll never forget this. And if you listen to this, you better, you better remember it at Brock Turner's wedding. He said, when I die, I'm going to give you my points over there, head. That's what he told me that night over. He said, I'm going to give them to you. That way you got somewhere to go fish He, pro- he probably will. But yeah, he uh, might not have been shooting you straight about that Barbie, Barbie Jeep. Well, he said, he'd go over and, yeah, he said he'd go over and sink Barbie Jeeps. He'd tie a brick to them and sink it down. That was his bed structure. He'd he catch them all He a lot that. of stuff over there. But now it's got, so, uh, it's got so bad over there with the building right around the lake. It used to not be that way. I mean, I remember going over there as a kid. We'd go in uh, – the narrows up there where there wasn't anything, mm-hmm. we'd we'd fish off the bank. Yeah, I mean you could walk in there and fish off the bank, and then they had uh, my brother Terry. He managed the clubhouse down there, and we'd go over there and we'd fish under the under the dock. Yeah, we fished under the dock back there. Well, when they uh, lost so. that clubhouse, it bankrupted, and they lost all that property, and right. then they built all them big houses. I like the docks if you right. you know if you like to fish over there, right. especially largemouth fishing, well, you, you can pitch can, under them docks. You, and, yeah, you can go there fishing with him, but if you're in the back of the boat, you ain't gonna fish. Much no, no, that's so well, that's up true. There where he can flip under them docks, <laughs> that's and where right. He catches them good ones, and you might get a chance to throw every now and then, but that's a, not too often. Oh, he kind of he there. runs blocker on the front. That what you yeah. saying? <laughs> that was the first place I ever learned to bass fish. Yeah. though when There's i was a lot of big bass in there oh it was and well and and through the years there was nobody would keep them anymore i remember james williams would go over right. and he'd keep you know 20 right. 30 every time he went and then nobody got to going well i got back in right. i was catching three four hundred bass a season and yeah. they would be these 12 Small 14 yeah. inches yeah. and i'd take them out throw the bigger ones back right. Right. and i honestly think it was helping that lake and of course i sold my boat and hadn't been back over there that's why he's uh, he's brought some put in the lake there at the house yeah. but he the little ones he calls them pecker hits yeah you get them out of there. You got to. I mean, the bigger ones. But now he catches the biggest fish over there in February usually. Yeah. End of February, 1st of March. If you want a big fish, that's the time to go. That's what everybody says. Catch you don't catch them big. 10, 12 pounders. Did you go over there fishing at his lake when you was a kid? Oh, man, oh, did, I? did I? I used to. Do? I used to stay over there at that lake. I fished. There was a willow tree. I won't never forget. Yeah. It was right there at the head end of it. And yeah. I would stand there and throw that thing. I probably fished as much as anybody did with his kids. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I love that. There was a lot of catfish in there back then, but now there's not. Uh, I put some in there, but I hadn't seen any of them. How many times you have to whoop his butt, Biff? I never did whoop him. I just have to call his daddy his daddy whoop him if he needed it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they were like our own kids. Uh, they were. We uh, if it wasn't we were when y'all was going to school and basketball. I mean, we was oh, together. we lived together pretty much together. all the time. Yeah, if I wasn't working, I we was at basketball, and then my wife she took them most time because I worked. Yeah, I worked long hours. Uh, well, you had two jobs back then, pretty much. Didn't you have your carpet cleaning business, too? Well, I and- worked for I worked for Ed Prance, and I worked at night, too, for a while, and then her did paper routes when we was... I remember the paper oh, route. Yeah, I remember you used yeah. to get up, what was it, about 4.30, 4 yeah, o'clock in the morning? Three, 2 or 3 o'clock on Sunday. Really? Go, get, go do your papers, yeah. We did. We had Lake Arrowhead route. You talk about seeing deer now. 
we I'd see it, but I mean, I'd see twenty five or thirty back then. Now yeah. I don't watch you see over yeah, there. Yeah, ain't no telling. There's really too many over there now. Oh yeah, we said let us come in there and thin them out. We played golf over room. there, probably two three months ago, or might have been last year. We was playing over there, but we come around on I think it's thirteen. That far three goes down the hill with this. Some guy sitting on his back steps feeding them crackers. They're eating right out of his hand. I fed them out there on a the golf course for on my hands crackers. Yeah, I just walked right up to you. Yeah, there's almost too many. Where it ain't healthy for the deer, you know, there's yeah. too many. There's not enough food for them. But now those they pour the corn out in their front yard over there. They go down through them. the narrows and they pour them out. It's, it'll just be all in the yards over there. It's crazy to think about paper route back in the day. You know, yeah. like everybody gets it at their palm of yeah. their hand now. Right, yeah. Nobody's got to go out and throw Nobody goes stuff. anywhere. Well, ain't no yeah. papers no more. I mean, if you get a paper, it's for a special yeah. event like the Braves yeah. winning or something. Something's going on. So, but yeah. I can we remember did. that. I remember we did that, that for a while. We do them. I worked at night. We do them during the day through the week, and in the weekend, yeah, I do it at night. And uh, yeah, back then I didn't need much sleep, but now <laughs> I need it, and I can't get it. <laughs> I just so don't you had, sleep much anymore. You had Alex and Stephen and Kuzno. Kuzno, yeah. Who else? Kuzno. Oh, uh, back then they wasn't. They Clint wasn't was around more. a little Clint, bit when Clint we was, was younger. A little bit when they was younger, but. That's probably about it. That's probably the main ones that, that would come to the house. The Hellraisers. Yeah. How much shit got tore up? Uh, I, I never could keep a four-wheeler in one piece. I never <laughs> we, rode the four-wheeler much. I wasn't allowed be, to. I never could figure out who tear them up, but it would be it'd be it was all Nicholas. It was Nicholas and but Bradley tearing up four-wheeler. It was, it was wide open. So. Well, what was unique about you know, our families was, it was, you know, Ashley and I, and then Bradley and Nicholas were yeah. the same age. And then Katie, Katie and Courtney and were the same yeah. age. Yeah. And then Marcus came along. And, yeah. and so we were, we were always together. I mean, I'm talking from day one. I mean, in from school, we all went to all the way, yeah. all the way through and we played ball. We played basketball. The girls played basketball. Bradley and Nick played ball when they was younger. Yeah. And I mean, that was from the time we all, all graduated i mean till we were grown then ashley and i worked together for all the way through school he yeah, used to uh, basically live at the house in the summertime was working the, for robbie uh work for robbie and then y'all did the uh alarm systems too didn't y'all work yep, the same yep, place then? yep worked there together and he and, went to brands martin and when he turned 20 2021 he uh decided to go to military so went we dropped blown. him off and away he went so, <laughs> it's been a long yeah. road for him there and nicholas he didn't like school I remember I take him to school. Uh, take him to school. He didn't see Ain't Darby's car, June Darby's car. He didn't say I don't see Ain't Darby's car, so she'll be here because he'd get out of the truck if or the car if he seen her car there. But if her car wasn't there, he said I don't see Ain't Darby's car. He got attached to her, and uh, as long as she's there, he is fine to get out. But if she wasn't there, he'd question it. <laughs> he told me one morning. He said, "Daddy, you need a new car." I said, "Yeah, I do need a new car," and I'd be damned if I didn't get down to. 140 and Highway 5 if I didn't rear in somebody. <laughs> I said, well, I guess I need a new car. But anyway. <laughs> oh, and that was the early, to, that would have been the mid-90s, I yeah, guess. early mid-90s. Because yeah. we started school in 92. Oh, that was in the old RMR. Yeah, oh yeah, we yeah, went there when old. June, I don't think she ever went to the new RMR, did she? I don't think she, she did. But he, so so all your kids went to RMR? Yeah. Not Clayton? My wife drove school bus. Ah. Uh, then so she drove for R and more. So she drove school bus while they were little and then when they got out she went uh, she went back to school and got her nursing degree and she's been in Piedmont for almost twenty years. Okay. Okay. Once they all I was got wondering back in, how that how y'all went once to school. They all got back into school, yeah. Yeah. But she drove school bus for probably ten years, I guess, maybe. Well, all their friends, I mean all of yeah. us went to R and more, yeah. so they yeah, went back okay. there. Yeah. yeah. I so mean back then it wouldn't uh, they probably wouldn't let you do it now. 
unless somebody works there and then your kids can go wherever. But that's, yeah. what year did you graduate? Who me? Yeah, I checked out early. That's why I work so much, Alex. But I've done, <laughs> what year were you supposed to? What graduated in '86. I made it to tenth grade, and I decided I was going to work, so I went to plumbing. I went to work plumbing, and I went to work for Rowdy Townsend, Bobby. Well, I went to work for Bobby first, and then went to work for Rowdy, and worked for Rowdy and Coon for a few years, and then went to Ed's. Went to Ed Prance in nineteen eighty nine. Worked there twenty years. What does Ed Prance do? Floor cleaning. We did okay. Kmart's. We did carpet cleaning. We did a little bit of everything. Okay. Restoration. We did a little bit of everything. Uh, we I did that for twenty years, and then the economy tanked, and I went to the went to the county as custodian. In uh, '09, got an early shift, so I did that and worked. Did that, and then I worked for Jerry in the afternoons. My brother at the marble plant. We did a cleaning up there. So I go down in down there at five thirty, and I get off two thirty, and I go to work for him Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday. That's how I made my. So I made my extra money. I mean, I took a pretty good size pay cut when I left. When I left Ed and went to the county, but it was probably the best thing I ever done. Yeah. And if I hadn't outsourced us, I'd be sitting pretty good right now. Yeah. But I'd have. Uh, I've been there almost fifteen years if I hadn't outsourced us. But they. Uh, they what do you mean outsourcing? A, they outsourced a custodial to Airmark in 2013. So I had to. So I had to go. I went to work for Airmark and worked. Uh, Two and a half years, and they called me to come back, and then I've been back since. Uh, when I come back, twenty sixteen, January January twenty sixteen. I think I come back. But you're back ever since. You're on the service side now, right? Yeah, we do do maintenance, maintenance side, yeah. facility maintenance. Yeah. Well, nobody that, that knows this, I, I and I asked him when he sat down if he's still ticklish. I used to think it was the funniest thing to run up behind Biff and gouge him. He'd I try can't. to get his hands on me. If I he ever did, he'd he'd jack me <laughs> up and squeeze uh, me. What never whooped me, but I'd always gouge <laughs> at him. I won't never forget <laughs> that. I'd sit down beside him and I'd poke him. Well, yeah, I thought I that was, I, you know, I'd done that to. You remember Rowdy had them. Bones bumps them yeah. sugar bumps uh-huh. yeah and i reached up he was i'll never forget this we was at, up at nimberwell fishing and i reached up there and, and punched one of them bumps on his shoulder and he had a unopened diet coke in the console and he turned around and throwed it and it busted the back glass out of his truck <laughs> i'm talking about the whole back glass shattered and he he was driving now we're going down a road running 30 mile an hour he took a, <laughs> the butt end of a case knife and I mean, had me by the head, hit me on top of the head with that thing, and I was just a laughing. I thought it was funny, and he busted that window out. <laughs> oh, that was a crazy yeah, joker, wasn't it, Bill? One, another one gone too soon. That one was, yeah, crazy. Hey, he took a bar stool. I punched him one day on them bumps on the in the house. He took a bar stool and shattered it against the wall, trying to hit me with it at the house one day. I'm talking about knock sheet holes in the sheetrock and everything. He was going to so kill tic- me. Those TikTok videos come very. Very honest by you. Oh, a hundred percent. That that get your ass whooped stuff. That come a hundred percent. That was me probably getting yelled yeah, at. He, he had a heart to go though. He'd do anything for you. If you need anything, he 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 did me. I never he, knew him. Yeah, yeah. We he had a lot of fun, boy, back in the yeah. day. I mean, because yeah. we were all the same age, and and Dad and Biff and Rowdy all ran around yeah. together when they was younger. So yeah. we was coming up the same time and. Yeah playing ball and you, then you throw joe darby in the mix there's yeah, another one was around joe at the house quite a bit too yeah 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 joe would come to the house quite a bit yeah i was trying to think of some of them old boys that we run around with but there really wasn't i mean that was pretty much our they didn't our get into crew. too much i just never figured out what happened to my truck 
I don't know. I, I swear I don't remember the truck. I wish I did, but I, think I it was a football game, and it probably got off in a pasture somewhere and tore somebody's fence down. But I was told it was a mailbox, so I don't know really know what it was. When it busted the mirror, I don't remember if the mirror was busted. The, the side <laughs> mirror? No, I wasn't with. I know what you're talking about now. No, oh, I, I told it somebody else. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I believe it was Cousino. <laughs> he lives the farthest away. He's got the. He moved off to Montana. Yeah, he did. He's got what three kids now? Uh, two or three. Well. I don't I'll tell know. you a story on Cousino. We went. Our friends moved to Colorado, and uh, we was going to get out, go out there and see them. First time we went out there, it was in. Uh, when did we go? Twenty. 11 or 12 maybe we went out there we drove we left house at 10 at 10 uh 10 o'clock at night we drove straight through 26 hours we finally get there and uh i guess we've been there two or three days and the kids was kind of rambunctious down there all the kids was they wasn't kids really they was old enough to drive but uh joanna was getting on to him and kuzno uh, tried to get in the dryer he was going to hide <laughs> he's trying to get in the dryer <laughs> Son gun big as a dang wash yeah, tub he was, um, hey, was going to get in that dryer but he was trying to get in the dryer to hide <laughs> oh god well yeah, and zach he, came he came later for us i mean he yeah. was probably fifth or fourth or fifth grade when he moved up to r and more yeah. and they came to waleska and well he fell right in <laughs> yeah he's a good yeah, I like oh. him. I hadn't, hadn't seen him in a while, but he, they'd always come to the house when he'd come home. But So we, I got to tell this story, talking about growing up. Um, so we uh, we was all hanging out one night, and it was me and Ashley and, and Steven and Cousineau, and um, this boy we called Big Chief was there, Joseph Johnson. We'd graduated with him, and me and Ashley was in the in the bed sleeping, and Steven was on the couch, and uh, let's see, Zach and uh, – Big Chief was on a pallet in the floor, and we stayed in the basement when we was at the house. And I was sitting there, and I told Ashley, I said, "Be real quiet. I'm gonna slip out of here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out here and get that cat, and I'm gonna raise him covers and throw that cat on Big Chief." Bradley had a cat named Olive. It was meaner than hell. So I went out there and got that cat by the nap of the neck. And it was dark in the basement, you know, wasn't no lights on. And we had these like panel, it was closet doors. They weren't even real doors on there. It was like slatted. Yeah. And I eased that door up when I turned and got that cat. And I come back in there, I jerked him covers up, throwed that cat on him and slammed the covers back down. That damn cat <laughs> tore him all to pieces. He didn't know what it was. I mean, he had no idea. He thought the cat had just, you know, come in there on him. And I got back in the bed, and I'll never forget this. Ashley was laughing so hard. I thought he had peed the bed. I, th- I, I ain't for sure he didn't. He was laughing so hard. But that was that was one of them nights that we Warner had. Big Chief didn't kill you. Well, he didn't know. He never knew about it till now. I was just now told that I <laughs> threw that cat on him. That cat tore him from feet. To, I mean, he was in his underwear there, and he's a big old boy. Now you're in trouble. We went. I mean, we went on our senior trip together. Went up there, and I mean, we we had so much fun when we was growing up. And what y'all got into? They did pretty good though. They didn't let them go to jail. No, we never did go to jail. We never did. We was always, but and that's I guess the difference in today's kids and us. We'd go out in the woods, you know, and we. Right. Th- there's no doubt about it, and I ain't gonna tell who got it for us, but we drank beer when we was right. teenagers. I mean, we'd go out and you know have, with a case of beer, somebody hid in a rock for us or whatever, and we would have a few <laughs> beers and we'd sit in a sit around a campfire and we'd camp. And you know we'd spend our, but we wasn't out on the road. We wasn't out in public, yeah, we, acting yeah. stupid. And I mean, we went. Uh, and you probably there at the house. I don't know if you was or not. But me and Teresa, we'd gone to Biloxi, and the phone. Yeah, rang, I was there. And they're arguing. Nick and Katie, they were too. They were arguing a little bit. Anyway, they they'd cleaned the house up pretty good. Well, they didn't wipe the bar off. The and we had a ceramic top on the bar. Well, I could see the bottles. The, <laughs> 
imprints of the bottles. <laughs> I mean, they cleaned they cleaned everything up, but they forgot to wipe everything down. <laughs> that was the night Zach was eating uh, fruity pebbles with beer in them. He poured beer, but y'all had them milk, and Zach was wanting cereal, and he poured beer over cereal. And get. But, yeah, that was on a Saturday night when that happened. They didn't pour uh, they was Coca-Cola arguing. back in you. Brown liquor, did they? No, I didn't. He didn't didn't leave no brown liquor there. He knew better than that. (laughs) They they, they drank something in a bottle, though, because all the bottle rings was on. I don't know if it was Seagram's or what y'all had, but there was bottle rings all over the top of that bottle. There wasn't no telling. But we we tried not to tear up too much. It was because we we knew we'd get our ass whipped. That's the difference, you know. There wasn't nothing torn up, but it was just they got in an argument and they had to call. So we had to straighten that out, or Teresa did from down there. Try to straighten them out. You stay in one room and you stay in the other and don't be around one another until we get home and it'll be all right. So, oh, yeah, they was, they was good kids. They've all been good kids. All of them's turned out. All y'all's turned out well. I mean, none of them's turned out. I don't reckon none of them's turned None of y'all turned out bad as far as I know. No, we all, we all had our wild streaks. And I mean, it was, yeah. it's all, we've all got families now. I mean, every, every one of us is. I think you do better. Uh, that's just me. But if you get some of that, you can be lenient. You don't need to be too lenient, but if you'll let them do things at home, it keeps them from wanting to go somewhere and do That's right. Do it behind your back and get in trouble, and then you got to run them down and figure out what's going on. So we always let y'all do pretty much what you wanted to at the house. Well, and I say uh, when when I was do you and you remember this and look totally off subject here, but do you remember when they was going to teach uh, sex ed at school? They come about remember, that. Do you remember, remember that? Remember well, they weren't going. That. They they was because me and Ashley and Clint and all of us we didn't get to go to it because y'all yeah. y'all thought that was the parents' job to yeah. teach that when but, we got. Yeah. Well, you know, let me tell you what mine was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So, I, this was we was in elementary school. We was probably right. in sixth grade when they right. come about this because that that wasn't that right. wasn't even a thing yeah, when we right. was in school. So me and Daddy went over. We went squirrel hunting, and I knew it was coming. I could tell. I could take you to the spot we was walking. He said, "What's that class they try and teach y'all at school?" And I was like, "Oh God, I don't want to talk about go. this. Here we go." You know. <laughs> I said, "Well, I don't know." And I told him, and he said, "Well, you got any questions?" I said, "No." I said, "I ain't got no questions." He said, "Well," he said, "You gonna get a little fuzz in places you ain't had it before." And he said, "And I'm gonna tell you." For the next few years, I'm going to be the dumbest SOB you've ever met in your entire life. He said, you ain't going to want to talk to me about nothing. He said, don't ever do no drugs and don't ever be out drinking and driving and you'll be all right. He said, if you ever need me, call me. I'll come get you. I never did have to call him. He did come get me one time, but it was just because I didn't want to be there. And I called him and I said, but I feel like as a parent, I mean, I could have called you or Teresa or any of y'all to come get us. And we had such a tribe of people around us there. (laughs) But I didn't want to talk about that with him. We were squirrel hunting of all places. so (laughs) That's an awkward conversation. It's a very awkward conversation. Very, very awkward. And that, But that's how ours went. We never did have them. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it went for us. And, but now they teaching it, you know, in in every grade. Uh, from, you learned on your phone before you mm-hmm. yeah, anything else. Uh, got kind of out of hand. Yes. Well, and it's a different world we live in for sure. And yeah. so, what's one of the big changes, Biff, that you've seen in your lifetime? I mean, from the time that we were, well, the time that you were a kid to now, what's one of the big things that you've seen change? Just the discipline, the biggest thing for me. It ain't there like it should be, and you can tell when you when you see people out that is out of out of the way mm-hmm. 
Well, he ain't never been, he never had his ass whooped. I'll tell you that. Because <laughs> he needed, if he had, he wouldn't be acting like he's acting. Or wouldn't be. I guess it ain't so much the way they're acting. It's the disrespect that you see today toward yep. parents. As uh, some kids, it's very disrespectful, and and you can, yeah, that, that's just. It's not right. That's coming from that's coming from you that works in a school system that sees yeah. kids on a daily. Yeah. When see, when you're doing yeah. and they're doing maintenance, do you yeah. see that in school? Do you see them disrespecting teachers or anything? Not too bad. I mean, you don't really you ain't around them much because you don't go into class when they're in there. You kind of work around, and if you're in the hallway, you try not to be out when they're changing classes. But right. you can pretty much tell. Uh, you can pretty much tell when a kid's ain't saying they're not raised right, but you can tell when it ain't. Things ain't been done just the way it was when we when we growed up and y'all growed up. It just ain't done that way anymore. Well, I think that we didn't act out even when we were at you know somebody else's house because we was gonna get it when we got home. Whether we yeah, you know I mean, you, you didn't want to get in trouble at school because you was gonna get it. Shoo boy, we was uh, we was growing up. Um, Daddy never did whoop us, but he uh, I'd throw the shoe or something and hit Tina. I can't remember, but anyway, I don't remember what happened. We got into it and I throw the shoe or something. I don't remember. But anyway, I'd hit her, and Mama told Daddy when he got home, he said, he said, y'all go out there, y'all cut me a hickory, and don't you come back with no small one. So we was crying so bad we got back. He wouldn't whoop us anyway, but we know not to go back. I think we cut one probably about, about as big around his uh, broom handle. <laughs> but we know not to cut. We had a lot of them hickory trees around. Oh. Them, uh, what is it, privet hedge or whatever it is. Yeah. So we went out there, and we – we didn't come back with no small one. You all go out there and cut me angry. Don't you come back with no small one. But he never did. I don't ever remember him whooping us. Yeah. And Mama probably did some, but we didn't. Well, I got mine whooped. Me too. <laughs> well, On the regular. <laughs> and ain't nothing wrong with that. No, no. no not. Absolutely not. Dad no. never raised his hand to me unless I deserved it. Yeah. 100%. He never whooped us. And you hate it. to see it. I mean, our grandbabies, they get they they get. They get uh, they get it too, and I hate to see it, but on the other side of it, they it's you know it's them better for them in the long run. Yeah, it's better for them now because they're going to be more respectful as they get older. Yeah, uh, my right. opinion, they'll be more respectful when they get older, and they'll they always remember that. So, but we got ten good grandbabies. Ten, ten now? Wow. I wouldn't take anything for them. We've been pretty lucky that when they've all been born, they've been two kind of born together, so they're close together. Most all of them's close together. Yeah, and they're all in school now. Why it started pre K, so. And uh, Hudson started uh, pre-K, so we, all we got left is uh, Emmy and uh, uh, Wyatt, and uh, we got Emmy, Luke, and uh, the other one. There's one more. Which one? That, it's Ashley's there, new yeah. one, I guess. Yeah, it's actually Ella. Ella, yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't remember my own name, much less all my grandkids' <laughs> name. I depend on my wife a lot, <laughs> and she's put up with a lot. She's put up with a lot. So, but. We've made it 36 years, so it'll be 37 in February. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been a long time. You just make it. It ain't been it ain't been peaches and cream, but you just find a way to make it. And now that's another thing. I guess the big thing has changed now is a lot of people don't try to make it anymore. They get they get ticked off. Well, we'll just get a divorce. It's too easy to get an attorney now and get a divorce. People don't work through things like they used to. Right. And then it ain't been... It ain't been the best, and I've probably been hard to put up with, and I'm really hard to put up with now because of what I'm going through. But uh, it's uh, she puts up with a lot. Yeah. She's a good lady. So. Oh, Teresa's been – she was like a second mama to us growing up. I mean, our whole our whole lives, it was like, yeah. 
well, Mama's going to take these two, and Teresa's yeah. going to take these two, and we're right. going to go over here to this ball gym, and we're going to go, yeah. oh, yeah, shoot, because we was all playing split ball about the same time. I mean, yeah. it was, you know, Bradley and Courtney was going with these, or y'all yeah. was taking us over here. I mean, we yeah. hell, we had to. I mean, we was playing at different places back then. There wasn't yeah. no common, like, no. ground on it or anything. No. No. Well, Biff, you, you've kind of mentioned it a couple of times that issue, you got something going on yeah. internally, and you know, we can – we can bounce around a little bit. You can talk about it, but I want to know how it's affecting like your hunting, what you want to do with hunting and stuff like that, or how it's affecting you. I don't really know where I want to go with it, but talk about that a little bit and let's get into like the it hunt. Ain't, it ain't affecting me much as far as going now. Well, I got lung cancer just so everybody knows. 2021, I went to the uh, ER because my shoulder was bothering me. Me and West, I'll tell you this, if I can get through it. Oh, you're fine. Take your time. Oh, you're fine. It's probably the best but, thing. Uh, I went uh, went to the ER. Men Weston's supposed to went hunting, and uh, I said, "Well, Papa's going to get his shoulder checked. I won't be long. I'll be. They'll check my shoulder. I'll give me something. I'll be back. and We'll go to hunting." And uh, I guess I I got in there about seven seven thirty. They did what they had to do, and then my phone rings. Papa, you almost done? I'm ready to go. I said, <laughs> I said it "Ain't gonna be long." I said, "I'll." It won't be much longer. I shouldn't be much longer. So. That's about that's probably about nine. Well, about ten thirty. Phone rings again. Papa, I'm ready to go. Or when are you coming home? I said, Well, I'm almost done. I should be there soon, and we'll go because it was uh, getting toward the last of season. Uh, but uh, it rocked on. Is about twelve. Papa, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I said, I'm almost done. That's at the time they'd done uh, they'd done X ray on my shoulder, and then she come in. She said, Well, he didn't like the X ray. Uh, he wants to do a, a CT scan. So she said, they'll be in to get you in a minute. Well, it, it rocked on. It's about one thirty before she comes back. She said, they never come get you for that CT scan. I said, no, ma'am. So she come got me and the lady come finally come to the door and got me. She had a wheelchair with her. I think I pissed her off, but it's all right. She <laughs> said, uh, I'm, I'm here to take to you, uh, CT scan. I said, well, I don't need no wheelchair. I can walk. I don't think she's probably supposed to roll me, but I, I said, I don't need no wheelchair. I'm on, I'll walk. I think it made her mad, but anyway, yeah. it's all good. So we finally get that done. And then the doctor comes in at, uh, probably three o'clock. She said, well, the good news is your shoulder's okay, but they found lung mass. Kind of skyballed from there. Oh, it did. It puts a lot of stuff in your head. So I know what your mama went through. Yeah. You, uh, you had Weston was sitting in the car waiting on you? Or no, in the no, shit, no. Oh, he was in the doctor's yeah. office? He was at home. That's oh, at COVID, home. Okay. That was during COVID, so I couldn't uh, – you couldn't take nobody with you. Couldn't nobody be in there with me. I mean, you get that. Got the news you said everybody yourself. Yeah. I just looked at the lady. I said, well, it is what it is. I can't do nothing about it. Yeah. I can tell she felt bad for me. Yeah. And from there, y'all went. So that that kind of started the journey that you've been on over the last two years, and months. and so nineteen months, and um, it's it's went from, you know, going and having this treatment that's caused a bunch of issues going down the road. That, and, yeah, I've had I had to get treatments every three weeks. Once I finally went, I never did go to the doctor. I I hated a doctor like my daddy. I hated a doctor. I didn't want to go. Yeah, and I should have went a little sooner, probably with his shoulder. But luckily, I went when I did, and they found what they found. Cause it's uh, if they if I hadn't went and 
Because we grew up, you just push through something wrong with you. Yeah. You'll be all right. Get that's up and right. go on. You, you're going to be Rub a little dirt on it, you'll be all right. we was raised, and that's the way we've always done. But uh, it started uh, started with uh, biopsies and this and that. Every three treatments, every three weeks, they give me a little bit of a break. Uh, end of 2022 around September and then through Christmas I got through Christmas and then January this year they changed my medicine for what I've been on they had to change it up and it made me sick thought I was going to check on out but I made it through I went I lost about 50 something pounds looked like I was going to die so but anyway I'm still here for some reason and you've been working through all this I worked up till I mean that was probably part of my problem was pushing through and going on to work and doing, I mean, I wore a mask everywhere I went, but I went through, uh, I worked up till February, end of January, I guess, January 31st and February 17th when I went, uh, I had to go down and get fluids. I was getting fluids and, uh, they've got uh, Dr. Gladney to come in. That's my oncologist. She come in. I said, I said, I'm going to tell you if this two things is all you got for me, I'm done. Cause yeah. I had no life. Yeah. I, mean, I was either curled up in the bed or in my chair. And that's when uh, it caused mouth sores and an abscess. And that's when she said, well, I could refer you to, to a specialist, but it's going to be months before you get seen. So go to urgent care. And that's when they put me in the hospital. I stayed in the hospital four days and then got home and went back to work June, uh, June 19th. I got a, they're really good to me at work. So I can't, uh, I can't say enough about them for what they've done for me. Yeah. Biff, I, I want to. I want to thank you for coming over here, saying this, and I'm not ending the show with this, but I'm saying I want to thank you for coming over here, and I wanted you to come over here to share this story, right? Even though it's hard on you, and I wanted you to share it with people because you know there's an old saying out there like you could put all your problems in a bucket, and you most people would probably grab their own problems back because right. people's got it worse. Oh yeah, there's and, somebody I say that every day. I see people. They say, "How you doing?" I say, "Well, I'm doing all right." I said, "But there's somebody in worse shape than I am, even though I got what I got." Yeah, you don't have to look for. And it, it really bothers me to see kids with it because they've had no life. I've lived 55 years, so if he takes me out now and I ain't going nowhere, the good Lord says it's time for me to go. Right. Because she told me that the uh, time before last when I went to the doctor, she kind of kicked me in the gut like we was at the end. We didn't have no other choice. I said, well, I told Teresa on the way home. I said, well, that wasn't what I wanted to hear. But uh, she looked at me and she said, I can't put no timeline on it. I just looked at her and said, well, I'm not you. You can tell me what you want to tell me, but I ain't going to work until the good Lord says time to go. That's right. I said, so you tell me whatever you want to tell me. You tell me six months, I might live ten years. That's right. You can you can try to put a time on it, but it ain't happening until it's going to happen. That's right. And I'm still here for some reason, but uh, in just in just a short time that I've known you and been around you with this condition, you've you've always had good spirit, smiling. Well, You've never been down and out, and you know I'm sure yeah. somebody listening to this podcast may be going through something, yeah, and maybe they are. I mean, maybe your inspiration uh, would would help. Uh, that. You get through it. It's uh, I mean, you're not promised tomorrow anyway, and that's kind of the attitude I took. I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not promised tomorrow anyway, so I can get killed in a car wreck going home today. So you that's right. You sit and dwell on it and make yourself really sick, or you can find a way to deal with it. Now, ain't, it's not easy. I'm not going to tell you every day. Is I just fly right on by because I have my moments. I mean, I break down. I'm sure, just like I did today. But it's uh, it happens. You can't help it. But it's uh, you get through it. That's probably the healthy thing, though. In in a lot of it, though, to yeah, to, to kinda... get it out. And I can't. Uh, my wife, my kids. Yeah, I mean, and y'all, everybody. Yeah. It's... I mean, I think that's probably the good to grow up in a small town like this with a community yeah, behind uh, your back. Got a lot of support. I mean, you don't see it. You. I mean, I remember growing up when uh, 
we was growing up, we was just kids, and uh, there was some kind of benefit every weekend for somebody. Oh, absolutely. Bluegrass somewhere. Firemount, uh, usually a fire to gym or at R. Moore. At at R. Moore or Clayton, they'd have benefits for people that was going through hard times. And you think that stuff's gone now, but I've seen seen it still here. Yeah, like what's going to happen this weekend. I mean, I think that's going to be a – uh, that's gonna be a rough one to get through. So you have to do all that talking. Nick. You know what he's done to me, Bia? He's put that on me. He said, you got to come go, down there and MC that since you like to talk so much. Well, your sister told me we seen her when I went to the doctor the other day. I had to go to the pharmacy. She works in the pharmacy down there. And she said, "Well, Alex, he'll talk enough. Just tell us about coming over here." They so come over here and they said, y'all sitting out by the pool or something. And she kept telling you you had to go. Would you kept them? They hung around till they finally bumped heads and busted their mouth or something. Oh, that was oh, yeah. that was Sean. We was out yeah. here one night, and I kept yeah. her up all night. Yeah, I was like, kept, "Just no, one just more, one y'all more. go she home." More, one more, she's gonna have. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but it's uh, it's been eye opening for me. I mean, I used to think I was gonna live forever, which you'd like to, but it's not gonna happen. That's right. So it's made me look at things different. Yeah. What's one different. thing that that you would you know tell somebody to kind of you know do differently in their day to day life as as that you've learned. You live your life to the fullest. I mean, because it can be taken away. You see it every day with uh, people get killed in a car wreck. They left home. They expected to come home that night, and they didn't come home. So yeah, you can't uh, you can't bury yourself in work. And I did I did that for years. Yeah, I mean, I put a lot of stuff off. I miss a lot of stuff with y'all because yeah. I was working on one side of it. Uh, I missed a lot, but on the other side, I felt like I was providing what you had to have. I had to work. So you could do what you was doing. Oh yeah, I mean that's, that's like you, Teresa and Mama took us everywhere, and that's the way I where you and Daddy was yeah. gone, you know, he was, was working, working or whatever. whatever. Yeah, and I mean I worked all the time when I when we did floor cleaning, we worked all the time. And if it was something on the weekend, the kids had a ball game. Well, we got so and so, and it's got to be done. I got to go do this, and I can't. I'm gonna miss that. I miss a lot of stuff, and I can't get back. So yeah. spend as much time with your kids as you can. Yeah, because you don't know it can be gone just like that. Yeah, but y'all fingers. y'all worked for that stuff to yeah, give us the life yeah, that we that you, you know had. that we had, and yeah. that's that was I guess I appreciated that more. You know yeah, that that right. you know Dad wasn't always at ball games and stuff, but, but he was working, I, you know so you, you missed it when you was a kid. Yeah. You was like, God, I didn't. You know, I wish yeah. you'd been there. But now you're but now an you adult what, and you got what, your own. You see what was going on now. I mean, it's uh, we did what we had to do to survive. It's a different time back yeah, then, and we didn't we didn't have a lot, but they had what they needed. You know, and we made do. I made do without a lot of stuff. Like hunting and stuff, we didn't do because we just couldn't afford it. All right. At the yeah. time, we just couldn't afford it. So I didn't take them like I should have, but I mean, took them some. And now, Nicholas, you can't get him out of the woods. <laughs> but uh, Marcus, he goes quite a bit too, but he's uh, he's got them two kids now. So he's uh, hopefully he's going to get in down there with us, but I don't know if he will or not. Well, this, this episode will come out the day after the weekend worth of the golf tournament, and it's right. going to be a benefit for you. Right. And this was brought up by, you know, your daughter and Terry West. Right. Yeah. I have a golf tournament every year and it just happened right. to fall around the same time same and we decided time, yeah. to do it. Yeah. And, you know, and, hats uh, off to Terry and hats off to They've done a lot. Him and Katie's put a lot together and uh the people, everybody's I mean, everybody's been more than helpful. I can't me and Teresa can't thank you enough for what you've done. No, you, you, you seem like the type of guy that don't want any benefit for you. But no, at the not. end of the day, and I think everybody agrees with this, you know, this is for you, whether right. you want to 
accept right. it or not. I just uh, you have to accept it and, and me take Ter- it. Me and Terry talked about it. I just worry about uh, well, they're doing this for me. They're going to see. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with him. One, but they wouldn't do it if they didn't want to. I mean, That's right, and I understand that. But on the other side, yeah, it's been tough. We're not struggling, struggling, but everything's going to help, you know. So, well, y'all I just, went I just through. worry about what people think. I wasn't worried about that. I mean, you're 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 past that, you know. Right. You know, I, I was I was actually watching an old Clint Clint Eastwood movie last night, and the guy said, "You know, you older people, I believe you just lose your filter when you get older. <laughs> so just lose your filter and don't give a shit what well, nobody I have, thinks." But I have lost my filter on something. I, <laughs> I speak my mind and. I probably shouldn't say it, but stupid people piss me off more than they, <laughs> more than they used to. That's one thing. It's uh, I see things, and but it's always been the quiet one. Now you can believe that or not, he was always the quiet one. All the daddies we went to their house, he yeah, never hollered at us. He never got on. Much. I can never remember one time in my life. It. You just go Bill. places now, and you see people. It's they got that job, but there's no customer service. It's like they're ticked off to be there, and I'm like find you something else that's right i mean i've almost told a couple people that and i probably will before all this is over but <laughs> yeah. i do trace so oh, no. i said no i'm tick me off that guy in the emergency in the er uh, x-ray last week that wouldn't give me an x-ray and we got checked in yeah i should have really let him have it but i didn't it might have changed. But, you know, letting somebody have it every once in a while might change their perspective. It might do it. But he and got it, it in his review on their little survey. I don't usually <laughs> fill those out, but it was filled out. <laughs> Teresa filled it out. So he – I don't know what they do with those, but, you know. Oh, nowadays those be, surveys are everything. You have to be rude. Lock your door. You don't want me to walk in here. But the doctor sent me down here. I didn't walk in off the street. She sent me down here, and and you're you, – well, the door was closed. I made sure I told him. I said it wasn't locked. If it wasn't open, shut your computer down and lock your door if you're not open. And he probably wasn't close. He was probably supposed to have done it, but he didn't. So We ain't seen many rude people in what I've been going through. Everybody's been very nice, from oncologists down to the ladies that give me my uh, chemo every week or every three weeks when I was going. So, but I couldn't ask for a better, better bunch of doctors. Team and everybody around you. Everybody around me, yeah. That's doing all they can. Where, where's your treatments taking place at now? I, I go to, uh, well, I ain't getting anything right now. I've been going to Kaiser at Town Lake and where Courtney works. They have the infusion center down there. And uh, everybody in there has been really been really good to us all the way around, and we make sure we tell them every time we go because I'm sure they get, because uh, I asked the oncologist last time I went, so last week or week before, whenever I seen my regular oncologist, I said, I don't know how you do it. She says, well, it's people like you and your wife. That make me keep doing what I'm doing because I'm sure there's people that's going through it that's trying to blame the world. You can't blame it on anybody. Yeah, it is what it is. You got to deal with it. You can't. You can't fix it. I can't fix it. She can't fix it. I mean, she's trying, but there's no need in placing blame on her because it that's ain't right. her fault. Right. It ain't nobody's fault. You can place blame all you want to, but you just gotta. You just gotta suck it up and go on. And that's probably what's going to get me is trying to suck it up and go on because I don't listen like I should sometimes of what they tell me. But I try to push through because that's just the way we was raised, and I wouldn't trade that for nothing. You got to keep, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. Yeah. yeah. And it's helped me more to go back to work now. I mean, I sat at home for four months, so I didn't sit at home. I mean, I got out and done some a little bit of stuff, but just going and having something to get your mind off of it for a little while anyway, and it keeps you going. So. 
Well, you couldn't eat nothing for 20-something days? It was or? eight days. I didn't eat a bite for eight days. Yeah. I mean. It's a hell of a diet, but I don't recommend it for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> if you really need to lose the weight, it, it'll take it off in a hurry. But I put it back on now. I put it back on, but I couldn't open. I couldn't hardly open my mouth to put water in it. Yeah. It caused such severe mouth sores. And I wow. just, I couldn't, I couldn't brush my teeth. I couldn't, I couldn't, I mean, it was, I just, I just, uh, I went to the ER twice that week and uh, got up that one morning and, and, uh, Teresa said something, said, shh, cause Nick and him sleep. I said, I don't care. I said, you just don't understand. And, and she tries to understand. Right, right. It's, it's, uh, and it, it is what it is. I, it, I just couldn't do nothing. And they finally got down there and they finally got me something to ease the, inflammation in my mouth to where i could eat but i didn't i mean i dropped i dropped some weight quick yeah eight you'd days see, and not you'd eating. see me in march you'd say boy he's he's on the way out he's not gonna make it but my hair's come back and it's uh it's curly now starting to curl up i'm gonna look like you're gonna look like <laughs> <laughs> i let it grow i just ain't got none in the middle <laughs> Got a cul-de-sac going on, huh? Yeah, part partial. Oh. It's thicker, though, now, but it may be fixing to go away whenever they start. I say I see that surgeon tomorrow. It's all up to what he says. If he can take it out, we're going to go that route. But if he can't, we got a decision to make. Do we go clinical trial or do we do radiation? I already filled out papers for radiation, but clinical trial. She's talking about appeal, so I'd be all for appeal. I've oh, really? talked to a couple of people that's been on the chemo pill, and it works. Yeah. So it works well. So, be easier to take something like that than to sit down there hooked up for three hours. You've had a port, I guess. Yeah, you've I got, got a, a port. It's in there. Yeah, it's right up through there. You see, it goes in that main artery in my neck. So, and for so, people so, that may not understand that, you're going and they're plugging into that port yeah, and they running. Into it. They got a needle about three quarters inch long, and they pick it. And I thought, damn, how deep's that little plastic <laughs> thing? Down there? That needle awful big, but they, some of it'll sticky, uh, go right in there, and you don't feel it. And then there's others that do. Yeah, that you'll feel it when they put it in there. So, but it, it's, uh, is there places across the United States that's preferred better doctor places to go to? Or I haven't really even checked into. No. It, to be honest, and I tell you one thing I've done: I've stayed off the internet, okay. reading side effects. You don't. Everything's got side effects. Oh if yeah. If it happens to one person, they got to put it in there. Yeah. So I don't. I don't go in there and read. I'm trusting them to do what they got to do, and whatever they tell me is what I listen to. But I don't. I don't. I don't research nothing. I mean. And you were never a smoker. Second hand. Yeah. I I mean, mean, well, well, back when we was kids, it was, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) I think it was probably, I think it was probably three before we started smoking secondhand smoke because daddy'd have that, he'd have that smoke cloud in the living room. And then we, we finally growed up into that smoke cloud. (laughs) That's pretty good. I ain't never heard that. (laughs) Because he smoked and he smoked in the house up till probably, uh, Probably when me and Teresa got married, he quit smoking. He dropped it. He just quit cold turkey. Yeah. Yeah. I was Uncle Wibber, and I mean, he smoked my whole life. I was around him more than anybody, and so I I always said I smoked 100 packs of cigarettes before I was 12-year-old. And that's a lot of times for an earache back then. That's what we got was cigarette smoke. Mom would light one of daddy's cigarettes and blow cigarette smoke in her ear to dry it it up. Really? She had an ear infection. Or she'd put an old uh, glass plate in the oven and heat it up, put a towel on it to put some heat on you. So you put heat on your ear when uh, if you had earache. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I, here's a question. Just the old remedies. All right, you talk about old remedies and stuff. When did you become passionate, like about gardening? That's that's a question that that a lot of people at your age, because you growed up, you had to garden. I mean, Daddy, by God, Daddy always had a garden. He come in and <laughs> his looked a lot better than mine does now. It wasn't no. <laughs> he he was uh, him and Jesse Field. Jesse laid brick, and Daddy made the mud for him. So. He worked hard every day, but he when he had a garden, he come in. There wasn't no weeds in it. You didn't see no weeds, and uh, he kept it clean. I don't keep mine that clean. The weeds take over. But when you, but you out. weren't. I mean, but you I worked so much. Yeah, that I you worked didn't. so much. I, I guess I didn't start back uh, really planting a garden until I started to work for the county in '09 when I had a little more time. But uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy putting stuff up. But uh, yeah, Daddy, he. Uh, He'd sit out. He'd he'd sit out there on the bucket and watch uh, watch it grow. After he'd get it planted, he'd sit out there. He'd sit out there for hours on the bucket. And, and your uh, dad's name was Sammy. Sammy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Junior's named after him. Sammy. Sammy Clements. But yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I remember going I mean, up. Beth he, made these pickles that we got, or these okra pickled okra we got here. And you've made you make salsa. Made you make some pickles, and we did squash pickles this time. She's. She did squash pickles. That's pretty easy to make right there, though. It's not bad, and a lot of people like it. And she said, Teresa said, you're going to have to quit giving these jars away. We got to, <laughs> Jars got expensive. Oh, God, <laughs> they like have. give stuff away. I just soon make it and give it away. I mean, I, yeah, we like to eat it, but I, if I can give it to somebody and they enjoyed it, just it does a lot of good for me. I like to give it away. You know, I never took gardening. I, hate, I hated gardening yeah. growing up. I hated yeah. stringing beans yeah. and all that. But Jessica, yeah. that's what she loves. Yeah. She loves having a garden. And, I don't like beans. I hate beans. Well, I hate beans too. And she, But she makes salsa and she'll give, you know, she'll say, bring them jars back when you're done. Nick's always good about it. She'll give yeah. her two or three jars of salsa yeah, and he'll back. bring them back. Buy so. new lids, but you need them jars. But yeah, when the storm come through the other day, it blowed all my corn over. I said, boy, we should took them beans. Instead <laughs> 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 of my corn. We <laughs> didn't blow it all over. We wound up getting some out of it. But uh, it's uh, my tomatoes are not doing good, but it's it's all good. Has it Has it gardening when you're out there working in that garden does it give you a sense of taking you back to your childhood yeah and i just forget about things and uh i've even going through what i'm going through jerry haynes i've planted up jerry haynes jr's tiktok buddy but <laughs> i get up there i get on that tiller and he said i don't know how you do that you've plowed this whole garden and you got lung cancer and i ain't, ain't nothing wrong with me and i can't go half a row i said well it's just it's just mind over matter you get started and you don't stop yeah, takes your mind off things. I mean, if I stop, yeah, but I'm gonna have to crank it back up and finish at some point. So you might as well get it all done <laughs> while you're going at it. I might be hurting, but I'm gonna push on through and get it done. So, but yeah, he says that he tells everybody. He said I can't even plow the whole garden. He gets down here and he plows the whole garden, even though what he's going through. So it's all good. Just move on. Just move on. You just got to keep pushing. I love it'll, it. It'll get. Uh, it'll get better. I'm, I'm sure there's been a thousand things go through your head while this has been taking oh, place does. for the last yeah. couple of years. Is there it, a, it first started, I had my funeral plan the first two weeks. I mean, really? that's what goes through your head. You think, well, I got cancer. I'm gone. Yeah. It is what it is. Well, during all this thinking, has there ever been a dream hunt? No, not really. I mean, I miss, we went to Ohio a few times, me and Eddie Mason. He's got a cousin up there and we, we go up there. I still talk to, uh, Kevin, uh, but uh, I just ain't been able to go because I can't. I couldn't walk. Like you go up there, and them boys don't get no time. And you left you in the woods an hour before daylight, and you don't come out the hour after. Yeah, dark. I mean, you sat there all day. It don't matter if it's seventeen degrees or raining. <laughs> they, ain't, they ain't coming out because they don't get no gun. They have shotgun season, but they don't have no time. They got that one week there, and yeah, it's it's that way every day. Yeah, 
Yeah, but where we stayed at, where he didn't have no cable TV, the best week we ever had, no no cell service. He had a home phone, but we watched <laughs> Western old westerns on. He had movies of old westerns and stuff, and that's what we watched. But it's kind of nice not to have no TV with news and all. I mean, you get caught up in stuff and you don't realize it. But just to get out and you don't have that, it's like, well, this is the way it should be right here. Yeah, kind of like it was back in the old days when they didn't have nothing. Well, they didn't. I mean, that they was just. Nothing. They did, the, they did the gardening back then to have food for the winter. They didn't. It ain't like convenient to go to the store and get it. Back then, it wasn't. I mean, that's right. You didn't. You just didn't have it. So we, uh, and that's. I guess that's one place I get it. But now I hate beans. I don't. I, hate beans. <laughs> I got beans over. I need you picking right now. But I ain't. Picking them. I ain't coming to pick them. <laughs> <laughs> if your wife wants to tell her to come get them, <laughs> she's got a whole pile of beans out here. That's yeah. what I told her. I said you can pick all them beans you want. I don't like green beans. I'll eat them, but <laughs> I love them, but. I've picked more this year than I ever have, but me and Teresa picked them. But it's, uh, I just don't like doing them. I'm kind of like Alex. I had worked so much as a kid in the garden. I just yeah. despise it. Just despise it. But it, it's little, I like to eat it. It's a little, it's some satisfaction in it when hunting season comes around. I take okra we put up and we cook it. And, and that's one thing we do when we go down there. We do eat. We may not kill a whole lot, but we do eat. You know, that's something that's changed for in for me growing up hunting. That's what I camp was eating. Right. You know, oh, you was yeah. going if you was if you was meeting at camp, you was eating. And oh, yeah. we that's even stuff. do it now when we go to Illinois. I mean, right. I've got a I've already got my menu planned out for right. the whole week. And they're like, Well, what are we gonna eat? Sandwiches? I'm like, Y'all can eat sandwiches if you want, but I'm having a meal. I'm having maybe ten o'clock before we eat. That's we're right. Gonna, we're gonna eat. So but yeah, we always cook something. We've got a little We've got a little better about uh, cooking stuff we can do in a crock pot or something. Mm-hmm. It that's that's the best part of it is cooking and hanging out. And it's uh, what's your favorite meal? Anything fried. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you can fry it, I'll eat it. <laughs> but yeah, we do uh, we do chicken wings. I like to do chicken wings ribs. Yeah, uh, I like to do ribs and I like them poppers you made down there at the lake. Yeah, yeah, I try to make them every now and then. So. We do uh, fried stuff. Some of them get hot. Some of them ain't. I love them poppers. That's my. That's one of my favorite. Fill them with a little cream they play, cheese. They or play cards now down there. They eat hot peppers. Whoever loses has to eat hot pepper. Mm-hmm. So we try to bring hot pepper and see <laughs> whoever loses has to eat that. That's what they did last time we was down there, or a couple last year, I guess. When we was down there, they was they was eating hot peppers. They, do you do you think hunting season this year is going to look different for you? I mean, are you going to get to go to camp just like you always I don't have? Or? Well, uh, I ain't going to have a time off gotcha. that I had, but I'm going. I'm still going to go. Yeah. And I, I may be driving my buggy all the way to the stand, but they don't pay no attention to ain't that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, I drove my truck in where Nicholas Nim's hunting now, but I drove in there and they just had to cut that road in there to cut the timber. And I drove my truck in there and parked and I sprayed my boots with some stuff and there wasn't nothing there when I left. I walked up there and hunted. I got back truck right before dark, and there was a pod place right in front of my truck. So he ain't paying no attention to my truck. No, it. Uh, That's just uh, a thing it's there. Just a thing there. Yeah, didn't bother him a bit. But he, you said the key, he might not have been no big buck, but he. Well, you said the key thing that I think a lot of people, maybe in other places in the country, that to hunting is a tradition. It is yep. a. It is a thing that puts us together with our friends and our family. And you know, we've always tried to talk about that on here that. People just don't have that anymore. No, you know, you don't raise all, your kids around we camp all eat, and things. And when we eat it, everybody's there. Uh, maybe one or two that might not, but everybody eats it. We, some of them get a little aggravated because they don't get it done. Because Junior and Jerry's cooking, it might be might be a little <laughs> while before you before you get it done. So, but it's uh, 
that's one thing we do. We all eat together, and we always have, and we'll put uh, a pot of stew in the crock pot for lunch the next day. Yeah. Uh, come out, and uh, I sat in there a lot longer than I used to. Used to when I was first started, I'd get there about two, sit there about two hours. I'd ready to go. Feet be so cold, I couldn't stand it. And get out, but it don't seem to get as cold as it used to. Yeah. Uh, uh, to me, it don't. And I, I don't get as cold as I did. So, do you have a problem now that it does get cold with the blood flow and stuff? I, I, st- I got an electric blanket on the bed now. If that tells you anything, I mean, I'm sorry, I meant hunting. Oh, hunting. Yeah, uh, it ain't bad. Yeah, but at, at home I'll get cold. Do you? At the house, and, and which last year wasn't too bad on me, but I, I wasn't out there when it was real cold. And I, I walked in quite a ways last year when I was getting treatments. So I had to hit. Last year, I'd hit in between because there's a there's a period through there when you get that. You feel pretty good for three or four days after you get that chemo, and then it hits you. And then you're down for four or five days before you get back to where you need to be, yeah. where I want to be. So, but it's uh, – I still walk in and walk out. I don't go as fast as I used to, which it's, uh, it's all good. But this year, I'm going to get me a Midwest in a box, stand built, and uh, I'm going to drive all the way to it. And Weston's your grand boy. That's yeah. the that's the one that hunts with you. We went, uh, I guess it's right after I started this. It might have been the end of last year. Me and him, we're going back there, and he he uh, he goes to sleep on me, and then he gets up, and finally what i pretty sure was a doe come out in the end of the field, and I was going to shoot it in the head because I wasn't sure if he had horns. They don't like if you shoot small ones with horns, but this year, <laughs> this year they're in for a treat because – if me and him's in the stand together and it comes out, it's, if he don't shoot it, it's going on the ground one way or the other. <laughs> they can say what they want to say. I don't care. But uh, he uh, he still reminds me of that, just the excitement of me shooting at it missed. I tried shooting ahead and I missed it. Yeah. But we got out of stand. He's across the field before I could get there. Uh, and he's looking. And we look quite a bit. He's all excited. And, Papa. You should have shot it in the shoulder. <laughs> so, I miss. He won't let me forget that. He brings it up every time. He so it's going to be shoulder shots only this oh, season. Oh, yeah. We're going to put something on the ground if he's with me. <laughs> he's, he enjoys it. And if he wants to sit there for two hours, it's fine. If he don't, that's fine to too. Go in 30 minutes, it's fine too because it's about what he wants to do. And it's just, that's right. He'll, hopefully, he won't forget it. No, uh, he, he don't wait. forget much. But no, he, that boy don't forget <laughs> nothing. He don't forget much, and he tells some tales. Uh, he tells tales. He went. His teacher would send Megan stuff last year. He he just brought up gutting a deer, <laughs> and he said, "Just out of the blue, he's telling me, he, and you don't bust that because it's going to stink." <laughs> <laughs> but he just come out of the blue and tell her, tell her all kind of stories. He oh gosh, he's uh, he's he's. he's he likes it, and as long as he wants to go, we're going to try to go. I love it. He's I mean, on that 10-pointer. I got some good bucks on camera this time if I can get them to come in when he's there. But if they don't, we're going to shoot whatever we see. He <laughs> killed one last year, so hopefully he'll be ready to shoot this time and he'll get what he wants. So we, we got the big golf tournament coming up this weekend. Yeah. I got to tell a story real quick on your wife. She sent me a message over the weekend, and she sent yeah. Terry the same message. She said, can the guys playing golf wear these t-shirts that we've had made for Biff? And I said, no, ma'am. I said, they got to wear a college shirt. So and I told her that. We're, we're still, we're, we're still, we're still waiting. <laughs> Me and Terry's got like a, we don't have a side bed. I'm obviously yeah. joking, but we're wondering how many people's going to show up over there with a 
with a t-shirt right. and cut off blue jeans shorts over there. Yeah, there shouldn't be nobody with cut off shorts. Just, we hope they just, might be. I'm just. We're, I can't, we're, we're, I can't wear about, my cut off shorts. We're, 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 we're worried about no, them D boards and them you, kings showing yeah, up. You can't wear them overalls. Cut off overalls. Man, hey Lamar, if you listen to this, son, we got to. We got. I'm sorry if we got kicked out of the golf tournament for wearing our normal attire. No, that's. Cause we went, she was gonna get her something. Uh, oh gosh! One of them skorts. We went and did. Yeah. And she got that shirt. I said, "Why are you getting that shirt?" Uh, one of the shirts they had made. I, she said, "Cause I want to match what I'm getting." I said, "Well, you can't wear that to the golf course. You got to have a collared shirt." Yeah. And uh, I think you or Terry one told her that if you was playing golf, you had to have a collared shirt. But if not, you could wear it. Yeah, you I, can wear a t-shirt. I told her. Yeah. If yeah. you're like just hanging out there and stuff like that, you can yeah. wear a t-shirt. So she was. Uh, yeah, that's what she's worried about. Yeah, so, but, but I'm yeah. glad you told me because I told her your house wearing something off. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> I told her, I said you got to have a collared shirt. I'm pretty sure. No, surely not. I said I'm pretty sure. And that's when she texts y'all. She didn't. She well, didn't take me at my word. So again, Bill, if I haven't known you for maybe two years now and helping get this thing up, there is a lot of people around this community that think of think of you with the yeah, amount of people that's so. coming out. So I know there's a lot of people out there praying for you and yeah, and trying to give you well wishes and all that been, stuff. They've been a lot of that, and it's, it, uh, people's helped quite a bit. I mean, you get stuff, and you think, well, I don't know why they done that, but they wanted to, so I just got to quit worrying about that. But we appreciate what y'all have done. I appreciate what Terry's done. Terry's done more than he should have. Yep. And Katie and uh, Rachel, they're working, uh, they're working hard. My wife, too. All of them. So put a lot in it, and it's, it's going to be a good time. I hope everybody has a good time. And uh, just well, enjoy, have a good time. enjoy the day. It, it'll be good. It's, uh, Is there anything on this that we didn't mention that you want to mention or anything like that? I don't think so. I think we covered it. Maybe I Man, did all right. I, I know we're jumping around. and I We jumped around a lot. I'm bad to, I'm bad to jump around. I'm bad to talk in circles sometimes. But it's this, this ain't a normal. I repeat myself sometimes, you know. I, I don't do. think you. I don't but think. I the know. only thing that I've, that's, you know, kept coming back is and and that you've proven time and time again is live life to the fullest oh yeah you have to you and gotta, keep pushing you, yeah. on you got to keep and moving i forward. probably didn't do that before we, all this started and i told Teresa, i said if we're gonna do something we need to start thinking about doing it now because yeah and uh i think i have a hard time or she has a hard time i shouldn't probably shouldn't say this but i just feel like she has a hard time realizing what's to come yeah i probably think about it more than she does because you don't ever know i mean she could go before me yeah. but with yeah. what i got you think i think well i tend to worry about things i shouldn't worry about what's gonna happen when i'm gone because it don't matter nope i'm not gonna know it that's right it's all good so Just well can't, you can't I, sit and worry about it no she and she seems like so, a yeah, she's put up with she's, a lot. I'll just, she's I'm been sure there side by side. She's put up with a lot, and she's there right, every step of the way. She's been There's been a lot go on while been, all this has went on. Oh, yeah. You know, y'all had. Uh, she's been uh, just about every doctor's appointment I went to. I don't think I went, but maybe once or twice for an infusion. Before I went to the hospital, I drove myself down there. It was our anniversary. She was working, and I drove myself down there. And then that Friday's when I went to the hospital. I probably should have had somebody drive me, but. And I'll be all right. So I just kicked it in the, kicked myself in the rear end and went on myself. And I, after I got home, I said, you know, I probably shouldn't have done that. 
maybe made you think a little bit about it when you got back. I, I may not drive next time. Because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel – I mean, I just went for fluids, but I didn't feel the greatest, and I probably shouldn't have drove, but I did because she was working, and I didn't, I didn't want to bother nobody to have to take me. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and this is – Alex, is completely different out of our – this is ain't an ordinary outdoor podcast, but – I think you sharing stories like this sometimes is what some people may. I mean, there may some be somebody listening to this. Bit. It, yeah, some somebody might be listening to this. That just, yeah, that needed it. That needed it more. And than, I hope so. I mean, it just you don't ever know. So yeah. If you got stuff you want to do, do it. Uh, I'd say do it and don't uh, and do as much as you can with your kids because you don't ever know. And don't don't lay down on it. We all got a no. finish line. We got to get to. No, you can't. You got to stay on your feet. You can roll over. I could see where you could roll over and give up. But I'm not giving up. I'm on. I told somebody I went somewhere. I forgot somewhere. I said, "Well, I'm gonna tell you what. If I'm going out with a bang, ain't nobody gonna walk by me." He said, "Boy, that was a lazy SOB. You didn't do nothing. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody gonna keep you. And it won't matter. It don't matter. But it, yeah, that stuff. I just it runs through my head. Well, they they think I'm milk. I'm not milk. I don't. I'm not gonna milk something. That's, you never that's, have. No. And that just ain't me. So I don't. Uh, I just worry about what people think. I do. I and I shouldn't. Nope, you shouldn't. You just go on. It but we matter. all do. And it, yeah, everybody does, it. it don't matter what they think. At the nope. end of the day, the judgment only can't yeah. rest on one's shoulders, exactly. and and it, exactly. you know, that's that's. I, I could I could see in in your position how you would feel that way, but people wouldn't show up yeah. the way that they have. That they have, yeah. And I, I if they, I'll felt make that it way. somehow through Saturday, but it ain't gonna be easy. So I'm probably not gonna talk much because I'll uh, I'll wind up on the. On the downside, so you do talking for me. <laughs> <laughs> don't put that on me. I, I gotta bring. I gotta bring one last thing up. You're a, I I, I don't even know. I guess you're a professional kind of bowler. I ain't no professional. I he like was it. pretty damn good back <laughs> in the day, not, though. How I'm many three hundreds you got? I only got two. I am not as good as only you. Two. Only yeah, two. Only two. Only two. And that's hard to get. But uh, I, there's people that's got a lot more than I have. I mean, I enjoy it. It's my it's my out, and that's what I told Don College when I started. She. First thing out of her mouth when I started all this was don't stop doing anything you're doing. Right. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. Don't. Because I asked her, I said, what, what have I got to do? Do I need to stop this? Do I need to stop that? What? what I, she said, no, you keep doing. Because it keeps you busy. And I guess what she was getting at, don't stop. Because if you stop, you're, gonna, you're just going to roll over and you're going to worry about it. And you're going to worry yourself to death. So just keep doing what you're doing. And that's probably one Reason I push myself to go to work. Yeah. But uh, it's all good. You still bowl a lot now? Uh, we've, I haven't bowled this summer, but I, we were supposed to start back next week. But I mean, I went down to the meeting last night, but um, I'll see. And they tell me, they said, I said, I ain't, ain't near as good as I used to be. They said, well, it ain't about that. It's just coming and hanging out. That's right. We don't care what you do. Yeah, we want to win, but if we're not winning, it doesn't matter. And it's, uh, I'm you ever been hustled by him? No, I never. I never bowled against him. He used to help me. He used to help me with my bowling because I'd go down there and roll a one twenty five. I'm like, oh, I got to go in tonight, Biff. Look at there. But Biff's always been the type of person that you know, if he was bowling next to him and he was a good bowler, he can pull it down plate if he wants to. He'd say, you know, he'd say, "Boy, it's a good game, Alex. One thirty, you getting on up there, son." I'm not as good as you think I am, but I I enjoy it. Yeah, we had a lot of fun down there to bowling alley growing up. I mean, that was you've been doing that for. Last 15 started, years, I guess. We started, me and Teresa started there when the bowl night opened in 2000. <laughs> yeah, okay. so. And then I did it up till work got in the way, and then I couldn't do it, and then I started back. 
I started back and then we've been bowling on Monday nights for a couple of years with the guys I bowl with and uh we're supposed to start back next week, but I don't know which I don't know which route my treatment's going to go, and I don't know what it's going to do to me. So I got it in the back of their head that I'll be here as much as I can, but I'm really not going to. I'm not going to be if because I got to take care of myself. At the end of the day, I got to make sure I get well. That's right. Where I am able to do stuff, so you just can't uh, you can't tie me down. I just don't. I'm not that type. So. But I've had days. I think you just named that episode. We always talk about getting a name for it. You you can't can't tie me me down. down. (laughs) But it's it's hard to go from being wide open to having to do what I've had to do in the last 19 months. Not able to do what I want to do. Yeah. But uh, I've still done quite a bit. I take a lot of breaks. I did a lot of stuff around the house, but I might work 15 minutes and I might sit down for 30 drink two bottles of water but i mean i still got stuff done and weston he always helps he wants to help so right and they're teaching him if he wants stuff he's got to work and and earn the money for it it just don't come you can't just keep giving and giving and giving and make them make them earn it they'll respect it more you know what i mean that's right you don't just if they do a little something i don't mind paying him but was breaking beans the other night, and I had a big tote. I said, if you fill that tote up, I'll give you $25. He said, that tote? I said, yeah, if you fill this up, break them beans. We already have them strung. If you'll break these and fill it up. He said, no, that's going to cost 100 <laughs> I said, I ain't giving you no money. I'll give you 25 if you'll fill it up, but I'm not giving you 100 <laughs> He's learning early in the art of negotiation. He's bargaining. <laughs> that's hilarious wherever he goes to work he's gonna bargain with it he's gonna get the most money he can so but yeah he's always wanting to help what can he do to make money so well and i think that's you know it's a statement of what you've done with your kids it's a statement yeah. for what you've done for yeah. your grandkids i mean and that's you, you know can't, uh, you just can't give them and give them you want them to have what they want but as comes a certain time where you got to say hey we just can't we can't you can't do that we never got nothing, man. Right. Actually, we had to work for everything. Yeah, we went to work well, early. I mean, at 14, 15 years yes. old, hauling hay in the hay field with the Hawthorns and and work for what you had. Had to work for your vehicles, too, because y'all didn't, didn't have, have it to give it to us. We didn't have it to give. We couldn't give it. So we worked for that's our vehicles. And, a, and I think that's, that's a deer pick just come through on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, you have to work for it. Well, them it's deer a, picks, that's a, that's a something different than when we was growing up. We didn't have no yeah, we didn't cameras. Have that. That's pretty easy to scout now. Yeah. <laughs> just get your cameras out there and they'll send you a picture. Well, there he is. If he'll just show up in the daylight, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Some of them might have to be on full moon when it's good and bright. <laughs> <laughs> Statue nah. of limitations have exceeded on the full moon. <laughs> I ain't never shot one at night. So it's all good. Well, so um, I mean, we're kind of getting down here to yeah, the end of it, yeah. Biff. So what? Yeah. What kind of? Um, I mean, do you have any kind of piece of advice that you want to give anyone before we go? I mean, you've pretty just, much filled the whole episode with just advice. Live, just live the life to the fullest and don't take every day. You're not promised tomorrow, so don't take it for granted that you're gonna be here. Yeah, you can plan stuff ten years down the road, but. I don't do that no more. We don't. We don't. If you got something you want to do, you better do it now because you don't know. Mm-hmm. And just uh, yeah, you got to work and make a living. But you got stuff you want to do. Don't. I thought well, I'll work till I'm sixty, sixty five, and I'll retire, and then we'll do what we want to do. But you can't do that. It's uh, this showed me, showed me where I was at. I guess you just it can be flip you upside down. 
I guarantee you. And then you, you either get flipped upside down and stay flipped upside down or you turn yourself back over and keep going. Knock and me I, down, but you can't keep me down yeah, kind of mentality. I've tried, to, I've tried to keep going. So, What are you most thankful for? My family. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Everybody, my work family, everybody's helped me through what I'm going through. Because we've had a lot of support. A yeah. lot. Just to, <laughs> you just think you get it. Because we ain't. I just didn't think it'd be there, but it is. And it's, uh, I hadn't seen a lot of people, but it's the, the phone calls and the text and the card in the mail. Prayers. Yep. There's a lot of people praying. So, and if it goes away, it'll be up to him. If it goes away. There you go. Hopefully give them the knowledge they need to keep it at bay, but it ain't going away unless he wants it to. So, that's my, that's my cards and I'm playing them. Well, I think trying to play them. I think you're going to see a true definition of love this weekend. Oh, I know Other people is going to show it's up. It's going to be hard. To, well, you see and what it, I did here. It's going to be hard to get. <laughs> no, you're it's fine. Hard to go, it's hard to get through this. It's going to be hard to get through that. I know it is. No, we'll it's be on not, the back side of this episode. Yeah. Uh, you know, after we've had it and we yeah. went through this weekend, and and yeah, it's going to be. Your, it's going to be good. I'm going to see a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. And uh, well, I seen a lot of people when I played in your tournament last year. Yeah. that I hadn't seen in a long time, and a couple of them. Uh, was kids in elementary school that it took me a couple of days to figure out who it was. Yeah. It was uh, Connor Garrison, I guess. He'd come up and spoke to me. Okay. So I know him, and I just couldn't figure it out. It took me took me a little while, but I finally figured oh, it out. Oh, it was Drew, probably. Or uh, no, it was Connor. Oh, was it Connor? Yeah. So, he so was playing. His and, boy, I mean, that's, that's he was, crazy. He was in uh, fourth, fifth grade when I was at ball ground. Oh, okay. I was a custodian before the outsources. That's probably the last time I seen him, but okay. I uh I still see those kids. I went after I got moved into the maintenance and come back, they was in high school and I went in this one lady's class to change some light bulbs and they just went to yelling. Oh, it's Biff. <laughs> she said, I assume they know you and most all of them must have been from ballground. <laughs> it kind of made me feel good because they remembered who I was. I did something for them to remember who I was. Yeah. Uh because I, I cut up with the kids when I was over there, and uh, but they all of them I still see some of them now, and it's uh, a couple of them's even come to work for us and left now. But I'm like, man, dude, you was <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> this is like fourth, fifth grade. You was running around the hallways at ball ground, and now you're you're out and working and making your own living. So yeah, but it's uh, it's pretty good when you see them, and a few years later, and they still know who you are. So I put a impression there somewhere tried to always tried to and uh tell you one more thing and then we can quit or whatever but when i went when i had changed jobs in 09 i went to work at woodstock middle school and uh some special needs hallway that opened my eyes to a lot because them kids didn't know i mean you see them and they're depending on somebody every day every day of their life so that really opened my eyes to some it ain't always everybody ain't got it good right and you see this and and they're just as happy as could be yeah they didn't know no better so they were just as happy as can be where they was in their wheelchair or in their walker uh going down the hallway grinning and smiling the whole time so it puts puts it in perspective of be thankful for what you have because them kids i'm sure they had a lot but they just to function normally like we do it's uh and they function 
it's normal to them, but just to see that, that's probably the best place I could ever win because it, it opened my eyes to a lot of things. So, for one, you leave your home problems in the car when you get to work, and you leave your work problems in the car when you get home. That's a good way to look at it, Bill. <laughs> and if you need to talk about it, you do, but you don't. Yeah. You don't. Yeah, I think it, it probably helps you more than it hurts. Yeah, it ain't got nothing to do with them, what you're going through. I mean, yeah, I yeah. changed jobs, and I took a big pay cut, but it's not their fault. And I've talked to a couple people that was there, teachers, and they said, well, you never know that by, by the way you act. You never know that that's where you're at or what you've had to do. And that's when I first started. I said, well, I'm just trying to make a living. Yeah. Going on and on. <laughs> I had one little boy. I'll tell you this. <laughs> but he was he was mean. He was mean as crap. <laughs> but they come and I cleaned a 300 hallway and Miss Renfro was his teacher. And uh, they come in with his mom and daddy, and she's, uh, I'm coming up the hall, and she says, she said, oh, yeah, she said, this is Mr. Biff. He's the custodian on this hallway. Now, this little guy, <laughs> I don't know where he's at today. It's been years ago. But he said, oh, yeah, Mr. Minimum Wage. God, <laughs> and his mama didn't say nothing to him. His daddy didn't either. And I thought, I said, no, nah, I make a little bit more than minimum wage, and I walked on. But. That just he said, Oh yeah, Mr. Minimum Wage. <laughs> I still tell that story and people laugh about it. <laughs> but it's that's the first thing out of his mouth. And he's probably heard that from his mom and daddy, probably. Yeah. But he was a mean little rascal. Oh my I don't goodness. know where he's at today, if he's even out in society. But probably in jail. Hopefully he is. But I probably <laughs> probably shouldn't say that, but that was that was funny. He just yeah, he just looked right at me. He said, Mr. Minimum Wage. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't making much more minimum wage when I went back to there, but I worked my way back up to get to did what I had to do to get to the highest pay I could get while I was there. So yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's been good. So just keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding on, and and uh, you'll get through it. And you don't have to look too far to see somebody in worse shape than you are. So one reason I don't dwell on it because there's a lot of people in worse shape than I am that don't ain't able to get up and go and, and do what they want to do. So Nicholas, what you got? Bill, if you go out there, kick some butt, kill a deer, we'll get you back on here after deer season. That'll work. Hopefully. You, you Hopefully me and Weston. Come over here and we'll talk again. Talk about a big bug. I appreciate bug. you coming over here being willing to do yeah. this and, and you know, I know it's hard on you. Yeah. And I know it's hard on your family. But it's good. It's good. We're, it's good to talk about yeah. this and get it out. Yeah, get it out. We're surviving. That's right. I don't sleep as well. My mind but, goes roaming, but it's all good. I, I just got to ask this last thing, and then Alex can close it out. Yeah. Um. I heard from one of your coworkers that you may have to be signing autographs after this comes out. Are you? Are you? Are you ready for that publicity? He told me that. I said, "No." I said, "I told him. I said, I've already been signing autographs. Where the hell you been?" <laughs> good answer. Good I'm answer. sure he's listening. Good oh, answer. he will be. I'm he sure will be. I'm sure. He asked me, "What time are you going over? I want to be able to talk to you tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> you know, you speak about Terry, and um, we were fortunate enough to have his dad on um, at a rabbit breakfast one morning. And um, there's, we go through this podcast and we do them a lot, and we load this on to an internet that it, this is solidified forever. I mean, this what we and and people don't. I don't know that they realize how you know we look at these conversations. We don't look at it as just a podcast. 
this is a conversation that it lasts forever. No matter what changes, you know, if something happens to me tonight or tomorrow or or, or Nicholas the same, this is out there for it's a it's a you know it's a a piece of you that you've been able to give us and a history for yourself that you know there may have been stories that you told here tonight that no one had ever heard before and probably are. I'm sure there's some that I've told. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for Jerry to listen to that. <laughs> he probably won't listen to it, but yeah. But yeah, he was always the one who took us out, and he he, he he was more. Uh, he took us to ball, and Daddy didn't like us playing ball, so he took us to play ball and and uh, hunting and fishing, and but he made us work too. So yeah, you know, yeah, we worked every day, and that's uh, he worked eight hours at the gas company, and we'd do floors till midnight, and he'd get up and go right back to work the next day. And not miss a beat. And we might not get home to three o'clock if we had to strip and rewax the floor. He might not get home to four o'clock, but he'd right back up at six and go back to work. So I guess that's where I get a lot of mine at. And my daddy worked hard too. So I'm not, uh, he worked, he worked all the time and hard work. Yeah. Opening keep, bricks. You keep your head up. And if there's anything Alex or myself can do, we will. Y'all have done enough. It's, uh, it's going to be good what you did this weekend and what everybody's done this weekend. It's going to be good. We're going to have a good time. you dang right we are. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. I'm just going to play one good hole. That's all I'm after. <laughs> one good drive, one good chip, one good putt. I hope you get a dang hole in one. That'd be great. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to say that I'm going to be able to come down there and talk for you because I'm not as, as good as I once was. I'm a pretty emotional feller when it comes to talking in front of people or, or anything anymore, especially about people. That's when I told Courtney, I was going to, she said, oh, don't worry about you. We'll have to talk much. Alex talked plenty. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I appreciate you coming over here because yeah. you've, you've meant a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. We've been through a lot. Oh, buddy. We've been through a lot. We have. And I know what y'all had to go through now that we're going through it. I wish Teresa was here quite a bit. Yeah. You, she'll never know what she means to me. Yeah. While y'all were going through what you were going through. But yeah, it's uh, I kind of see what what it was now. And people they don't they 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 don't know what words mean to you. You know the encouragement and things like that. Right. They think it's just words, but right. at the end of the day, that means more than anything. More so than anything, yeah, and just being here and showing up, and I appreciate y'all having me. It's been uh, it's been good. We've had a good chat. And we talked a lot <laughs> longer because on the way over here, I saw what the hell I'm talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> we never know either. But, uh, that's uh, it'd be like me going to Walmart to run into somebody talking. Tracy just keeps going and comes back. Gets groceries and, and everything else. That's, that's what a podcast into, is supposed yeah. to be about, and telling some yeah. of these old stories. I done run into 15 people I need. She said, well, who are you going to know today? We go in here. I said, I don't know. I'm going to try to. And so there went a few people I've seen. I tried to duck and get around. So I didn't talk to them. <laughs> I will tell you, I have done that a few times. Oh, my goodness. Well, we we appreciate you coming over tonight. And, you know, everybody that listens to this is going to, if if you you know need to talk to somebody or whatever we always say it you know reach out to us we've been more than happy to talk to you there's there's a lot of folks out there that's going through a lot in this world but you know there's always at the end of the day get on your knees and and thank god for what you've got because i take for granted every day and and just like you were telling about those special needs guys we go down there and hunt with those kt team guys and just being able to experience that and uh, but 
like I mean, like Nick said early on, this isn't a, a podcast that we would generally do, but it's probably it's probably been one of my favorites because right. uh, Dad ain't even been on here. You done beat him to the table. <laughs> That's what Mark, uh, Marcus told me. He said, "Don't even ask me to come over there." Hell, we done even done beat. Go, I said, "You can go with me." If you want to. <laughs> we done beat you beat Dad and Willie. We tried to get him on here, and he's afraid the terrorists will steal his identity if he gets on here and talks too much. So. <laughs> That's funny. So, but we'll go into this weekend and have a lot of fun, and this episode will drop out after the golf tournament's over and um i'm sure we'll do a recap on on that and i'm gonna i'm gonna bring my camera down um and because i don't golf i'm gonna yeah. take some pictures a bunch of pictures yeah, and Terry stuff and a lot of pictures took so take a lot of pictures and we're gonna shoot some video and hopefully we can put some together afterwards of, about the golf tournament you know and, and, and just all that, share yeah. all that out for, yeah. for everyone to see yeah, and it'll but be good. i love you and yeah. and i've always have you've always meant a lot to yeah. me and and i appreciate everything yeah. you've done for me through yeah. the years we and, love y'all appreciate you what you're doing so We'll be keep we'll be on. back on the back side of this thing. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> I love You'll it. You'll be fine. <laughs> can't, t- can't tie me down. Well, guys, we appreciate you being with us tonight. We thank you for listening. Um, if uh, if there's anything that you you've got something to chat about or whatever, make sure you reach out to Nick or I. We we thank you very much for for listening and continuing to listen to the show. I promise you, this is a special one to us. And I'm, if you listen all the way through and you've got to the end of it, it'll be a special one to you. So for everyone here at Talk About It Outdoors, we want to remind you to smile as you go. But don't forget, mount the memories. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Are you in need of a decluttering barn or garage slap full of stuff you just don't need? Or is your construction site needing a dumpster? Give our buddy Tony at Georgia Junk and Dumpster Rental a call. With services ranging from junk removal to roll-offs, Georgia Junk is here to help with any and all removal needs. If it's time to get that parking spot back or the boat needs a place inside, Tony and his team can surely assist. Servicing Cherokee, Cobb, Bartow, and surrounding counties, give them a call at 404-406-406. 
888-382-3501 or check them out on Facebook at Georgia Junk. Clean up the yard in short order with Georgia Junk. 